This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Welcome to another Best Bits of the Week. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. I hope it's not. But if you haven't been here before, what I do is I break down the Bobby Bone Show, the best segments, really the ones that you guys engage with the most. But as always, my personal favorite part of this whole podcast is bringing on one of the other show members, and we just talk about everything. And this weekend, I've got my girl, Amy. Hey, hey. We got some things to catch up on, and I got a lot of questions for you because I know people have been wanting to hear from you, so I think we're just going to get started. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Lunchbox brought to the show some acting audio. You know, we've been missing it for the last few months, of course, because of the holidays and everything, apparently, according to Lunchbox. But who knows? We still think he's getting scammed with his acting class. And you guys will hear that in a little bit. But, Amy, I want to hear. Did you have any, like, things you wish you would have pursued throughout your life, like Lunchbox and acting? Is there something you wish you would have done? I mean, I do like to hate on the fact that he's taking these Zoom classes because he's paying so much money. And I wonder where... I like I wonder where it's going. So I but I have always wanted to be the voice of an animated fish. And I'm like, okay, well, I haven't done anything to take the steps to do that. Like I haven't been working with a vocal coach. I don't have an agent to maybe book me some gigs. And so how can I hate on Lunchbox for actually like taking a step towards the direction he may want to go? Um, So he's kind of inspired me. Like I might look into it myself or look into something like I started Googling even improv things here in Nashville. I don't know when I would find the time to do something like that. (laughs) But I feel like that could be therapeutic and fun and challenging and exercise my brain in a way and ultimately maybe even help me at work because when you're improv you're having to like think on your toes and like Mm -hmm. say things um to come up with something funny quickly and I wouldn't I'm not I'm not saying I'm a 
comedian by any means because I am not far from it. But that's the whole point is like yeah. dipping my toe in not to be a comedian, but just to exercise my brain in that way. And have, so so like, two levels of this, though, mm-hmm. the fish. Why? Why a fish? I don't know. You just always Maybe wanted to be an animator. I love finding Nemo. Like you wanted to be Dory. Sure. It doesn't have to be Dory because obviously that's Ellen, right? Yeah. So that probably is like a big time role. But I could be like a side character fish or something and work my way up. I just, I don't know. It has been on my list of things for years. Animated fish. I love that. Yeah. Now, in, in improv, did you ever like do anything like that no. in school or anything? Never. My brother was a thespian. Like he did um, one act plays Okay. in high school. And so did my sister, my half brother and half sister. They were from a small town in West Texas like Roscoe area shout out and (laughs) they were very involved in those that type of theater and he even went to LA and pursued acting and that didn't really work out he's kind of like a computer guy now that's more his thing but that's the only person in my family that has displayed interest in something like that so so I wasn't exposed to it it wasn't like something that I really wanted to do but when Lunchbox brought up what he was doing, I started looking up acting classes in Nashville and then it led to some improv links. And that's why I started clicking on that. And I'm like, well, this could be fun. I mean, I leave it to the professionals. Like you work, you can sign up for these classes and there's professional actors and comedians yes. that lead it. But then you get to go and just pay to experience it. And like I said, <laughs> exercise that muscle. Like I think it could be something fun. So in a weird way, Lunchbox's, you know, Zoom acting classes they kind of have inspired me. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with yeah. it yet, but it is something that's in the back of my mind of something I would like to maybe do. Yes. I even had this weird thought during therapy this week. Actually, I haven't said out loud. I said it to my therapist because I was like, well, I just had a weird thought. And I thought about maybe going back to school for like, I don't even know what category it would be under. Like, I haven't even researched it. That's how green this thought is. And she even said, I'm not going to hold you to this. Don't worry. And I said, well, I don't know. Check back in with me on it. Like, it's not because we were doing some brain work yeah. that made my brain kind of go somewhere. And during the whole session of this one particular, there's different sessions within the session. And during this one particular session, we were exercising a certain part of my brain. And she was like, hey, what were you thinking about during that? And I was like, well, you're not going to believe this because I barely believe it. But I was thinking about going back to school. And I do have a degree, but just furthering my education and I don't know, and develop like development, childhood development. Okay. But yeah. maybe because that's like being a mom, especially a mom of adopted kids, and then just understanding sometimes why we behave the way we behave. Maybe like so, psychology, some sort of psychology, okay. but I don't want to, I'm not like trying to be a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor by any means. And I know the hours that have to go into that, but just maybe having a better understanding of, you know, yeah the psychology behind why we do what we do or sociology yeah. well, something. You could always like dip your toes in with a class. Yeah, like take a class. Like education. I could get and so much stuff is online now that mm-hmm. used to not be the case. I mean, back when I was in college, we didn't have online, but we had correspondence classes. So you could do it at home at your own pace, but you would have to physically in an envelope mail in your assignments. Yes. <laughs> and then you could get <laughs> your credits. Like you can enroll at different universities and do that. Um, but now... Look at us, 2020, 
too. Yeah, <laughs> now it? it's like Dropbox and, and so all we the can, things. We could do classes or mm-hmm. like I could look at one of the local colleges here and look at a night class or something. I don't know, but I've never had that thought in my life since I finished school. And now I'm almost 41 years old and having that thought of like, hmm, maybe I could take some classes and see where that goes. Yeah, but I feel like that's a good, um, I guess showing of your growth, right? Because it means you just want to keep learning. Yeah. I don't think it means anything bad. It just necessarily means like you're ready to keep expanding your mind to whatever that could be. Well, and some of this therapy that I've been doing, it's like intentional stuff to help with my ADHD. And maybe it's now that I'm excited about the fact that learning won't be as hard for me. Yeah. Because learning in junior high, high school and college was it was very difficult for me, and I don't even think I vocalized it as much. And honestly, looking back, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know how I did it. I don't even know how I graduated. Like, things just, it's like, oh, well, that was cool. I did that. Somehow Were I you? got through and just did it. Like, I did what I needed to do. And I I could make good grades. Yeah. But nothing, I was cramming overnight. Like, nothing was really sticking. I've been reading some books lately where people think back of, different professors they had and things they learned in college and how they'll never forget this and that and this and that. And I'm like, I have zero of that from my college education. It was more like, okay, from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m., I'm cramming this stuff and then I'm going to go take the test and I'm going to get a good grade and then I'm not going to remember any of it. So like, like, it wasn't retaining. Nothing right. And none of that, retaining. like I, I missed out on some, probably some really amazing professors where I could have soaked up what they were saying and learned some things, but it was just difficult for me to concentrate. So I just didn't even let myself go there. And I do believe in the power of like what you're told is what you start to believe about yourself. And I do think that because of the, my lack of focus and yeah, my love of talking <laughs> during school. Like I had some teachers that were very frustrated with me and kind of gave me the impression that, you know, I wasn't that smart. Mm-hmm. So I carried that with me. And so it created this probably negative connotation to school. Right. Too, which so. I think if you've been given that label, you start to believe it about yourself and then you just, you know, somehow my non-smart self, which is like coasted through school. And yeah, I got, you know, finished high school, got a college degree. Um, but yeah, again, don't even know really how I did it. So I think part of me having that thought now is like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to learn now. And of course, with so many resources, you know, with audiobooks and all the books that are out there to even read and learning is you don't even have to go to college to do that or sign mm-hmm. up for a class. But I mean, if you have a really good professor, I think it can be really beneficial to what you're learning and how you're taking it in and then being held accountable with tests and assignments that you have to turn in. So I think that's why I would maybe want to sign up for a class, but that, that would never <laughs> be me. So that's how I'm like, I know that this, this therapy that I'm doing, it's neurofeedback. Like I know that it's working on my brain because I'm having thoughts like that not quite sure what I'm going to do with it yet. But the fact that I'm even having the thought is not normal. And then I do things like cleaned out my fridge last weekend. There was an odor in my fridge. I cleaned out my fridge and my freezer top to bottom and I cleaned it in one session. It took about three hours to do everything and do it right. But I did it and I didn't get distracted by other tasks and I didn't get overwhelmed by it. And I didn't say, okay, I'll do the rest tomorrow or the next day. I just did it. 
And so I'm like, this is so weird. My brain does not operate this way. So now that it is, it's kind of exciting and I want to see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something to celebrate, especially for the course of your life of everything that you've experienced. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about, too, they're just like school and stuff. And And I think, too, as we experience different things in our life, it's almost like. Um, things come back to us maybe that we put behind us or put down because we thought or somebody told us we couldn't do it. And then as we get older and we go through life, it's almost like it kind of creeps back up to the front of your mind to be like, I wanted to do that, but I never pursued it for Mm -hmm. some reason. And I think that just that happens as we get older because we become more confident in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as time, like in high school, somebody may tell you you couldn't do this. So you just were like, okay, I'm I'm not going to do it. But then you turn 30 or 40 years old and you're like, why did I not do that? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to pursue it now. So maybe it was something a long time ago, like in your brain, but you just over time, people were telling you, maybe you shouldn't do this. Yeah. I mean, and I think even it wasn't just teachers. I think it was peers because I, and I kind of accepted that persona of like ditzy. Yeah. I've even been called that on the show before over the years. Cause I just kind of, you know, flighty at times, but then you start to you take on that, mm-hmm. you take it on and it's, it's not fair. And I don't want to, I would never want to make someone feel that way. So I, I mean, of course we all give each other a hard time, like yes. and during easy trivia and whatnot. Um, but you know, I mean, I've gotten like in-depth nasty emails about how I'm mm-hmm. this and it is blah, it's, blah, blah. And you can start to like yep. have it sink in, even saying the word like, like too much. And I hear myself, I'm like, why am I saying like so much? Mm-hmm. Stop saying like, you've got to work on that. But I think to, to your point, yeah, there, it maybe was always in our head and then it kind of comes back up, but you also mentioned confidence. And I think that that is key too. I become more confident with age and then especially all the work that I'm doing off for myself and on myself, um, has given me more confidence. I had a work meeting, um, the other day and it, Yeah, I was told that, like, this is the most confident you have ever sounded. Like, I don't think I've seen you present in this way. And I just took it in and I said, well, thank you. And instead of being like, oh, I don't know, like I owned it and was like, thank you. As you should. As I should, because I tend to not lean the more confident route. And I'm not sure about what I want to do. We were talking about goals and different things that we want to accomplish. And like, how do we want to get it done? And I was just like, concise and like, yes, and this is what I want. And this is and it was noticed that there was a different level of confidence there. And I walked away from that meeting feeling really good and proud of myself for, you know, trying to stay true to what some goals that I have and what I want to do and believing that I can actually do them. I love that. I love that you're at that place in your life. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool. It reminds me of something, too. I keep seeing it online everywhere. And I realized I did it more than I thought I did. But there was something about women specifically always writing the word just in their emails, like professionally. They'd say, oh, I was just checking in. Oh, I just need this. And somebody online was like, stop saying just say what you want. Don't say you just need it because you need it. And it's almost like we are the ones putting ourselves down by saying, oh, just just get it to me when you can. Mm-hmm. Instead of being get it to me this time because I need it. And and we put that on ourselves. And what you just were talking about there reminded me of that. Every time I write an email, I have to go back and be like, OK, let me remove the word just because I didn't realize how much I used it to help other people 
feel not so, I guess, okay with my confidence of what I was talking about. That was why we use that word. That that word, a lot of therapists say we use that word as like an empty phrase to make people feel okay about what we're saying. Right. And everything that you just described re- reminded me of seeing that so much of the on the internet. So. And really, if you said it directly, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it should be. We've just been taught that we shouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. So one of my big, big goals and just all of my email, I, I even say it there in all of my emails is to not say that word. And I have to purposely go back and look at it to make sure I'm not trying to make somebody else feel better. And I'm just doing exactly what is making me feel good in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not um, trying to control other people's thoughts and feelings about you. Yes. When I'm you just, use that word, I'm going to have to, I have not heard that before. So now I'm going to go back, evaluate that. But that's one thing that I've been working on a lot is letting go of that control. And it's manipulation in a way mm-hmm. of like being like, okay, if I say it this way, then that's going to control how they think or feel about what I'm saying when really, why can't, of course, you're not going to be rude about it. Yeah. It's not, you're not a rude, rude person, Yeah, but just don't try to present something in a way to, to, to alter someone's thoughts of you. Yeah. Like instead of making them think I'm a confident and I know what I'm doing, it's, oh, she's she's trying to make sure we feel good about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's not what I was trying to do. I And I shouldn't have said it that way. So I'm just going to make sure at this point I don't do that anymore. So that's something that I've been doing, but it reminded me of what you said. So maybe it's something other people can look into if they're doing it too. It's, it's a consequence too of part of who I am is an empath. And so I always feel what other people are feeling and I almost like allow what they feel to be on me. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say almost. I do. I allow how they would perceive me, how they feel, everything to be on me. So I'm always trying to make sure they feel good instead of making myself feel good. That's like my first priority. So for impasse, it's like the the retrospect of teaching yourself you are supposed to feel as good as everybody else. Yeah. Do you, has your therapist ever talked, do you have like codependent tendencies? I don't that have you know codependent okay. tendencies. I do because uh, I'm an Enneagram two and an Enneagram eight. I'm 50% of each, which has this very dual personality situation happening. But the empath side of me just wants to always take on how people feel and take care of people. And so I do that in how I speak and how I write emails and how I do things because I'm just constantly thinking of the other person, right? Instead of thinking, oh, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need to get across. And so that we've had to work through for me to be like, no, this, I was always a confident person, but I had that 50% side of me that was pushing it down to be like, no, let's make sure everybody is okay with this and everybody likes it and everybody likes what you're doing. And so... Uh, we've worked through that in, in a lot of ways, which comes with the the just thing that I saw online. I was like, okay, here's another step that I have to take that I didn't even realize I was doing. Yeah. Well, so, I would thank you for pointing that out because now I'll look for the justs and, yeah. you know, Lunchbox is not just taking online Zoom classes. Yeah. <laughs> He's p- per in taking the right next step for him in a possible career opportunity. Yes. It's so, so hard I, though. Yeah. It's like a filler word that we use that we didn't even realize that it had this double meaning to it. Yeah. I hate and love the internet for that because it's teaching me so many more things that I have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. But and uh, back to the this acting side, I will say. And I wasn't, I just used the just yeah, thing no. incorrectly. Yeah. I was just like throw, trying to like tie back into the lunchbox thing. Yes, no, but the, the it is, it's a hard word and you'll find yourself saying it more often than you think. So mm-hmm. I, just, just look at it for the pure 
a curiosity of it all. It's it's interesting. But in a way, actually, and maybe it's not, because sometimes we can even disregard something we're doing that we're passionate about. Like, oh, it's just this hobby. Yep. Or, oh, I'm just doing this instead of being like, oh, actually, I really enjoy this and potentially see a future in it. And I'm working really hard at it. Mm hmm. It, we, so I take that back. Lunchbox, see? yeah, he, there we go. He isn't just taking some acting classes. If anything, yeah, we need. I, I, we need to be more like him. Yep. No, n- except for the anger part. <laughs> yes. Take the just out of using adjectives. Don't no longer use that as an adjective. But I have. I, I'm with you. He inspired me to look into acting things. I. So it's funny you said that about improv. That it would help your job here because. I took improv in college to help with broadcast journalism when I planned to do news, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, using improv and acting is going to help me do broadcast news because it'll help me teach different things. It was the whole reason I took it, and it was almost one of my minors because I ended up loving it so much. But he inspired me to look into like acting things in here. And I was I was in the deepest hole. You know when you get on the internet and you just go on these deep, dark dives and you end up – you don't even know how you got to where you are on the internet, right? Yeah. I'm looking into all these different like casting call situation and I'm like, this is this is a full time job to do this on itself. And I'm like, I now I know I remember why I didn't fully pursue this when I was in college, because you do. There's this different level. It, the cool thing about acting that's changed about it is that you no longer have to be in L.A. to pursue it. It's happening a lot in Atlanta. It's happening in New York, in Canada, in Austin. Texas. Yes. Yeah. It's all over. So the cooler part about it now than when I was probably in college, you know, 10 years ago, is that you don't have to be in a specific city to pursue it. But you have to have like all this free time to actually go to casting calls and do things. And I was like, I don't wh- where am I going to find the time to do any of that in my life? So he, he's inspired me as well to look into it but then I'm back to the same roadblock I was in before that I was like I have to actually have a job and make a living while also pursuing that and right it's really hard yeah. so I'm with you on that and that was that was a dream that I had I did theater and did a lot of different things growing up but life also works out how it's supposed to mm-hmm. in different ways yeah speaking of jobs or careers that you wish you could have had is there like Dream jobs you had when you were a kid and they're like, what's the job you want to have when you get older? I mean, I wanted to be I had zero aspirations for radio at all whatsoever. But the closest thing that I could say to this was I looked up to Judy Maggio. Um, Was it Maggio or DiMaggio? Now I'm now my age is. Yes, she was a news anchor in Austin and I I thought she was awesome. And so senior year for career day, I went to the local news station and I thought I wanted to get into news, but I wanted to be like straight nighttime anchor, you know? Mm-hmm. Of so, course, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, but then part of me didn't believe that I could actually do that. Back to the, you know, the the conversation of, you know, limiting our beliefs and limiting what we can do. And so I didn't pursue it after that. I went to college just kind of like mm, generically at first, it was political science thinking I wanted to do something in the PR front of politics. And uh, then two years into poli sci, I thought, this is miserable. I hate it. And I want out. So I went to my <laughs> advisor and changed my major just to something generic to get me out of school. And then I went into sales. And then after meeting Bobby, fell into radio. So, you know, the 
the news thing, I don't know, I'm reading Katie Couric's book right now, and <laughs> she's a journalist that ended up on the Today Show, like, mm-hmm. which is huge for her. And seeing how she got there and the different career things that happened to her. Um, and in a way, I'm living vicariously through her. I'm like, oh, how cool it would have been, <laughs> to been like doing live shots, reporting the news, like digging deep into things. And then, wow, she's it's not like overnight she ended up on the Today Show. But something mm-hmm. like that would be so fun. Yep. Like, I would love that. And I have always wanted to live in New York. But that's another limited thing where, you know, you feel like you say that out loud to people and they're like, yeah, you would love living there for like a day. Yeah. And then, you know, I lived there and it's awful. The walking, the weather, the tiny space, everything's so expensive. They give you every reason to hate it. Not every person that's lived there, but you know the person that I'm talking about. Yes. That makes you not even want to say it out loud anymore because it's like, you know, for me, I'm looking at it as concrete jungle where dreams are made of yes and then they're killing my vibe and then it's like why would you ever want to live there that sounds miserable but actually to me I know I have not lived there not even close I think the longest I've ever been there is like a handful of days in a row and probably for work so but when I go there I am energized there's Mm -hmm. something about that city some people go there and it drains them and they hate it and they're like like even visiting I'm not talking about living there But I go and I'm energized. So I've always, and I, the first time I ever went to New York, I was, I think a sophomore in college and I loved it so much. I I went back by myself. I mean, of course I, I I had a friend living there, but I mean, I flew up there by myself. And at that age, I mean, I wasn't even 21 yet. And I was going to New York. I thought this was the biggest deal. I'm like, I'm going by myself. I'm going to (laughs) go stay with my friend who has an apartment in Queens. And we didn't know what we were doing, but I think Honestly, my first time there at that age, I went back three times that same year, like just hopped on Southwest and went the first time I actually drove from Texas to New York. Oh, wow. That's a long drive. Yes, because my friend was moving there and straight up made the drive with them, which was pretty crazy in itself. But for me, and it's not like I grew up in a small town. I grew up in Austin, Texas, but something about New York, I was like, this place is cool. And that's why I kept going back. I had a purse business in college. And in fact, like in New York, I saw this flyer for some class, you know, in Sex and the City, Carrie Bradshaw, she actually, as her character, like taught one of these classes. So I guess it's like a thing. And I'm sure they're just kind of a scam and it's a waste, but I bought tickets and I flew back to New York and I (laughs) went to this like purse class that was taught by some purse designer. Now I can't even remember. I wish I could remember who it was, but you know, that they made it for themselves and they were making purses and I took notes and I was trying to figure out how can I have this life? And then that was short lived. That's a really long story in itself, how that ended. But I, I, I want to live in New York. I don't know if I ever will, I'm almost 41 and I've got a family, so that might be difficult, but who knows? Maybe I will at 50. Maybe something will come up. Maybe once my kids are in college, we'll go to New York. Maybe that dream will come true. Maybe that will happen. I don't know. But what I do know is I'm not going to limit myself to that thinking of that, oh, that will never happen. I am leaving that door open and I, who knows, might be doing something with Robin Roberts one day. I don't know. I believe it. I believe in you to do all of these things, especially when you put it out in the universe and you're manifesting it. Who knows what can happen? We've seen people manifest things and it comes true. Yeah. So So, I'm not going to. And this is coming from someone where I have limited that. I have not voiced it. And I have thought, oh, don't say that out loud (laughs) because all the haters will come out. 
and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to be inspired by other people's stories. And then I'm going to think about what I want. And then I'm going to, if I have a thought, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, say it, send it out there, see what happens. I don't know. You know, and it's funny too, you talk about like manifesting. I've seen celebrities like post things on Twitter and then like years later we see that Mm -hmm. they actually got that. Yeah. Something that I had posted on Instagram when I was in college was with my one of my good friends at the time. I was like, I'm moving to Nashville, but I'm still we're still going to stay friends. Kind of something along those lines. I had no plans of moving to Nashville, right? I just always dreamed that would happen. And lo and behold, two years later, I moved to Nashville after I had posted this, assuming I would move to Nashville. And that was never in my spectrum of reality of things that could possibly happen. And so I think back to that time a lot that I... And to the times that I've limited myself and just been like, stop, just stop, just stop limiting anything because you don't know what road or direction your life can take you. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. Have you ever manifested something like real in IRL in real life and it came true that you can recall? Um, we got a cat. <laughs> hey, you did, man. You were like, we're going to, we really want a cat. We got like the the best cat in the world. You did. I do so love Maggie. I, you know, Stashira and I did vision boards for the first time in January of 2021. And I, we both put cats on our vision board. And then that summer we got the cat. And I'm telling you that cat has been the best gift to our family. Like we all love the cat and she's been more therapeutic than I ever could imagine. We still love our dog. Cara, but there's something about Maggie that's just been, we needed this. And so that's been great. That came true. I had Delilah on my vision board, which if you don't know Delilah, but there's, you know, Delilah. Her, little, her awesome radio show. I said yes, little, I mean, it's and huge. she, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, she's syndicated in all kinds of markets and has had a show for decades. And I, could see myself potentially doing something Delilah-ish um, in that capacity. And I don't know, Delilah, may, she may not be doing it forever. I don't know if iHeart's going to be looking for a replacement one day, but I'm throwing it out there that like I maybe I could fill those shoes in some way of like a nighttime show that interacts with listeners and their songs and keeping that vibe. But, you know, with my twist yeah, in a way, not that Delilah has been doing her thing and that's great. But I wouldn't try to come in and be Delilah. Yes. But she's just the inspiration behind that. It. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to have those confident conversations. Yes. And um, so it hasn't manifested yet. But I I hope one day that it will. And ma- and maybe maybe it will be something else. I don't know. But I'm I put it on the vision board. I'm trying to think if anything else from my vision board came out or if I've said anything else and it came true. I don't even know. I mean, com- getting on the Bobby Bone show that was like. I, that was something I, I don't know. I did not manifest that at all. I was a listener, though. <laughs> like I was Hey, a in a way, maybe you did. Maybe I did, but I don't know. I mean, I think the clear thing here that everybody should take away, though, is that they should be manifesting and making vision boards. I think we've learned that. That is just something that you should be doing in your life because on some level it works. Yeah, and whatever it is for you, like you can see it. It's just about having a visual and whether you want to meditate on it, pray about it, just having it in your line of sight and in your thinking continuously um, and knowing that it is possible. I mean, even when it comes to adopting, like that's something that I knew I wanted to do, but I didn't know if it was going to happen. It doesn't happen for everybody. And I kept thinking we might get pregnant, but if not, but I was way on 
board for adoption before my husband. So then I really didn't, you know, you need, we both needed to be in agreement. And then, you know, I envisioned like we went from newborn domestic to then I was thinking Haiti, older kids. I mean, and that was a five-year process, but like I didn't let go of that and I didn't give up and I would see us as that family. But, um, so in a way, I mean, just, yeah, journaling, writing stuff down, cutting it out of a magazine or just mantras about something, what your prayer life looks like, like that, whatever it looks like for you. I'm, I'm definitely a believer in that and good energy. Like sometimes I even realize if I'm having negative energy about somebody else, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm giving that off probably. And they might be feeling that exact same thing about me or the problem might actually be with me. And the minute I shift the narrative in my head, it changes and it flips it. And I even I've had a couple of different people I look up to say, like, when you're annoyed at something out, something someone else is doing, take a look at yourself like other people in your life. Not always, depending on what's being done, but sometimes can be a mirror of what you don't like about yourself. And so that may mean that it's time for some reflection. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard that before. And now that's all I'm going to think about. Too when yeah. I'm and then if you like, shift it yeah. and you shift that perspective and then you change your energy around it, it may change how you feel about that person mm-hmm. and then probably how other people are feeling about you. When I did, you know, doing therapy training for Remy changed. Like I, I had always been all about the energy around me and keeping positive people around me and, and just the energy I keep. Right. But I, I further learned just how important that is when I was training with Remy, who's my dog as, as a therapy dog. One of the most important things they told us, they were like, if you are feeling off that day, do not go. They said dogs can literally feel your energy when you're holding their leash. So if you are going to a hospital or a retirement home and you've had a really bad day and you grab hold of that leash, your dog is going to have a really bad day and they're not going to do what you want them to do because – they're feeling everything from you. And just like that, that cord connection between me and my dog makes all the difference. And I never realized how interconnected that was, right? Like we always try and make sure as humans, we are uh, around good energy and we're around good people. But I just never realized just by holding on to somebody and touching another living being that how much that can impact Mm -hmm. that situation. Yeah. And so like now every time before I grab her leash, I'm like, okay, deep breaths, make sure I'm in a good space. Okay, there we go. And I, and I see it in Remy's energy and the difference that it makes in her versus when I take her on a walk, if I've had a really long day and I'm really stressed, I can see it. She's pacing. She's not listening to commands. And I just, it's so crazy to literally see that energy in the purest form happen. I mean, I know 2020 was hard for a lot of people, 2020, 2021. um, But obviously through the Bobby Bone Show, and if you listen to my Four Things podcast, like it's no secret that I had a very um, taxing year. And when it was at its worst, my dog was on anxiety meds because she was bonkers. Like we had to medicate her because... We took her to the vet because she was, it, it almost made everything worse because at home, because her energy and her barking and her freaking out and her, I mean, and now she's not medicated mm-hmm. anymore because the energy's better. Yep. We're doing better. There's been healing and there's, it's not as toxic. And so she, yeah, like that's just, that was proof to me. I was like, well, this is wild. 
Mm -hmm. because you think, oh, it's just a pet, but no. Everything in your environment is impacted by Mm -hmm. however your energy is in that day. Mm-hmm. Even maybe your plants. I don't know. We've heard plants talk to each other. Maybe they are too. I'm at this point. I wouldn't question anything. I'm yeah. just trying to keep the positive thing as much as I can and cry when I need to and let that be what it is. But yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting. But I love, I love this. I always love our our talks though because I feel like we. I know, but then I'm like, wait, are we still only on number seven? <laughs> we <laughs> so are. We might have to okay. speed it up. <laughs> We're going to keep going. So you guys can hear right now. Lunchbox. He brought some acting audio to the show. Number seven. Lunchbox has been taking Zoom acting classes, and they're really expensive. Yeah. And your goal with these classes is to blank. Make it to Hollywood. Make it to the big screen. You know, start small here, local theater, commercials. Theater. First time we've heard you say the word theater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, I try to give those actors some credit, but I really want to make the big screen. Lunchbox is taking these Zoom classes, and we haven't heard any audio recently. The theory is he's being scammed because he pays like how much a month? Well, three hundred. Okay, I said three hundred a month. It's three hundred every six weeks. So you guys, I mean, it's still a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here is lunchbox, and you, do you give context in the clip? Or? I'm just Professor Plum, guys. I just pick it up right in the middle of the action. Professor Plum from Clue. Y'all are acting out Clue. Yeah. Are you just playing the game online? <laughs> no, they're no, no, talking no, 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 show. There's a, there's a movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, we, we've done sitcoms. This week we're going to do checkers. <laughs> wow. No, we've done sitcoms, and so we wanted to expand and try a movie. So you're acting as Professor Plum. Yes. What is Professor Plum doing? Uh, this is a scene when they're in the house, and everybody's, like, freaking out because they're trying to get into the locked room. Okay. In the locked house. Here is Lunchbox as Professor Plum in his acting class. The door's locked. I know. Then unlock it. Where's the key? Never mind about the key. Unlock the door. Can't unlock the door without the key. Let us in. Let us in. There's a secret passageway from the conservatory. Is that the same gun? From the cupboard? But it was locked. (laughs) No, it was unlocked. Unlocked. But yes, see for yourself. Boom! Uh, I don't. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I just. Do, we, I, do you feel like we're being pranked here? A little bit. A little bit. I'm like, so he's just paying to have like a community. Friends. Oh, I mean, it's kind of cute. It's like, I don't like. This is like a hobby that he. Yeah, and people pay for hobbies. Yes. Fine. Sure, sure. So this wait, is wait, the wait, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa! Like you're paying the, for an activity. Is that the same gun? <laughs> What was that? I, I didn't understand what was happening, if I'm being honest. That was a shock to me being shocked. Like, oh. I heard the shock. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, because that's the gun we'd been talking about that was missing. And then it's there. It's like, is that the same gun? Yeah. Uh, Amy, your feedback, Dan. Keep it up. Okay. Eddie? Yeah. I, just, I have a question, just because it's acting classes, and they're in Zoom. Are you guys standing and acting things out, or is this just purely a vocal exercise? Like a table uh, read. Both. Okay. So you're moving around when, yeah, when you do all this around. stuff. Yeah, you're moving around. But you got to oh, stay wow. in camera shot. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on, Bones. I was a little confused. I mean... Sounds like every Zoom business meeting I had. <laughs> it does sound exactly <laughs> like that. You recorded it. It does uh, sound like that. Uh, I would say keep at it. Thank uh, you. Obviously, yeah. you, are, better. you are year one. Right. I mean, I don't think Brad Pitt was that good in year one. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, he was not you know, winning Golden Globes and... Uh, Oscars year one. So what's the goal when you're like 60 to move out to L.A.? Yeah. No, probably by 45. 
And you're so in the next 40. five years. So in the next five years, you want to move to Los Angeles and be an actor. Yes. Why not just attack it right now? Well, I mean, I need to have a steady paycheck right now. I have a family, three kids, a wife, a dog. <laughs> in five years. In five years, you're not you going to have those no, kids. No, five years, I'll be able to rely solely on acting. Because well, like, you'll have built up. Yes, like, I'll built up a portfolio. I've built up all the Zoom classes. Oh, okay. I mean, laugh at me now, guys. But then when you want tickets to the Oscars, don't come a calling. I don't want to go to the Oscars, but yeah, you do. You will. Maybe something. If else. you are nominated, you better believe oh, well, we'll yeah, be there. Of course, we would want to be there. Uh, 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 not the way you guys treat me right now. <laughs> oh. Better buy your own ticket. I like it that you're doing. I think it's cool. Thank you. I think it's good. I think it's a, a pretty overpriced since you're paying 300 bucks for every six weeks and you're just getting on a Zoom and reading movie scripts. Uh, sometimes sitcoms. And sitcom scripts. But have you thought about switching over to something where you could be in person now? Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. They're just not comfortable. Some people, you take a vote in the class and they said... But you could... There's other places. Like, I was looking them well, up I'm in town gonna, and there's... Cool, how am like, I going to leave my class? You've, maybe you've outgrown it because they, they kind of sounded sucky too. No. Wait, wait. I, two? That would... I mean, sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 sorry. So they kind of... Everybody's good. Everybody's yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Thank I, you. I liked it. Thank you. Keep at it. I will. And you do it every week. Yeah, every week. This next week, I didn't get cast, though. Wait, you can pay money and not get cast? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? So you have to sit if it I out? paid money for this and did not get cast in the fake Wait, show, I'd be so mad. Do you have to sit in on the Zoom and watch other people act? I mean, if you want to. You don't have to show up. And you pay your money and don't show up? No, no, I'm showing up. Because I want to see if I can learn something from watching someone else. Oh, there'd be a role for me if I spit. Hey, Morgan, as a, a college <laughs> okay, actor, someone that's done a lot go. of this. Thespian. Yeah, what is your advice to Lunchbox? I mean, I think he should keep pursuing it if it's what he wants to do, but he definitely needs to find another class, and he needs to do it in person because uh, this agree. is not benefiting yeah. him. Find an in-person class. Okay. Did you pay for five years already? She gets you up front. <laughs> you commit to no, These are all his friends, though. This is community, though. He's fine. Do you know a single one of them in real life? No. Oh, okay. Do you ever text with any of them? No. You ever met any of them? Nope. <laughs> okay, then find a new class. Does right. the teacher ever say, like, cut, do it this way? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And her experience was? She did a couple things in college. <laughs> so <Couple>. Morgan teaches <laughs> this class. <laughs> oh, I don't know, guys. But yeah, I I'm think just glad in, you have something. I think in, it's cool. In person will take you to the next level, yeah. which, like, if you've got a five year plan, we need to, like, expedite yeah. this. Let's go. Let's speed up a little bit. All right. Thank you, Lunchbox, for sharing that with us. How, do you feel good about it? I feel great. I feel like you guys are giving me some good like feedback. You're being rude, but you're giving good feedback. And that's what you do. That's, exactly. your, that's your style. That's your, that is your style. It's yeah. your love language. Rude. Yeah. Good feedback. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days like literally i mean who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish but why do it if you don't have to especially when this solar stream elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum uv protection we're talking upf 50 and it has airflow so you don't overheat and what's the alternative 
putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. John Party was supposed to be on the show this week. Unfortunately, he was sick. So instead, everybody shared their favorite John Party memories. And this is kind of hilarious to listen back to and reminisce. Did I say that right? Reminisce. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Words are hard. So here it is, John Party and our memories. Number six. Our scheduled guest today was John Party. He is not here. He is oh. sick. Oh, you may know John Party from hits like Head Over Boots. Dirt on my boots. Might have a little dirt on my boots, but I'm heartache on the dance floor. She was a heartache on the dance floor. So because he couldn't make it, I thought we'd do a half obituary. He's not dead, he's just sick. So let's share our favorite John Party memories. <laughs> I'll go first. We were in Austin, Texas. The Raging Idiots were headlining a show, and John Party was opening for us. And John brought his dad out, flew his flew his dad over. And they party hard. John Sr. John and John Sr. Party. That's the first time I met him. And I felt like John was like just embarrassed by everything his dad would say. He'd always say like, come on, dad, don't say that. Except John's dad is John. It's identical. Yeah. And so now, you know, John and I are friends and I'm friends with the family. But that was my first memory of meeting John Sr. is before John and I got close. But that's my favorite John party moment, like getting to know the family. And that wild bunch it is. A wild bunch it is. Amy, your favorite John Party memory? Well, it was probably when he joined us on Family Feud, like the actual show with Steve Harvey. And I guess shortly after that, I ran into him at a baby shower and he was still upset about how we were treated on the show. We because, lost. We weren't treated mm-hmm. bad. Well, we were asked to name things that you wear above the waist that start with a B. And I mean, we thought we had everything to get all the points. And it ended up being blouse. And like at this baby shower, I ended up like <laughs> getting audio of him there and bringing it into the show because he wouldn't stop talking about how blouse should never be on there. Who wears blouses? Blah, blah, blah. That so. is kind of an older lady thing. <laughs> yeah. And we did go. They said, hey, they told me I could bring anybody I wanted. So we took me, Amy, Lunchbox, and took John and Lauren Elena. Mm-hmm. And then we got beat. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, it was tragic. It was tragic. Eddie, your favorite John Party memory? Man, this John's in this story, but I, I always think of John when I hear the story. We were at iHeart Festival in Austin, Texas, and a security guard comes up to me and says, hey, is this your cousin? And she puts up her phone, and it's my cousin, and she's got taking a picture with John Party, and she has her shirt, her hand in John's shirt, touching his chest. And I go, yes, that's my cousin. They say, I'm sorry, we had to kick her out. She was going to everyone's dressing room. She tried to just bother John Party the whole time, and this is the picture we have of her. And John was a good sport. He totally took a picture of my cousin. He said, that's all right, she's cool. I liked it. But probably did, <laughs> but that's always always comes to my mind. Lunchbox, man, I really miss John Party, but he didn't die. He's 
I do. Still miss with him. us. I miss yeah, him. I miss him. Well, it was right when he was a brand new artist, and we were walking downtown, and it was Amy and I, and John Party's walking down the street, and Amy sees him and stops him and points at him, and goes, "Hey, you're you're that guy." You sing. You are. Are you uh, drunk too? Maybe? I don't think so. Oh. He's and, just saying it like sing. I was. And she was just like, and he was like, yes, yeah. And she was like, you. And he was like, she goes, I don't know your name. And she go, and he goes, John Party. She goes, that's it. That's You're it. That guy. Yeah. He, he, it was be, so funny. Yes. To be fair, he was brand new, and I also don't think I was speaking that slowly. <laughs> At all. Yeah, it sounds like he did that on the podcast, how you can slow the voices down. Yeah. <laughs> or you've been drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just excited to see him. And he was cool about it, too. I think he was excited. that He's like, yeah, I'm the new guy on the scene. John Party, what up? Well, we love John Party, and we're sad he couldn't be here today. Gosh, mm-hmm. I miss him. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to be. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. We were talking about the greatest of all time, a.k.a. the goat of several different things on the show this week. So, Amy, I figured it'd be fun just to do some, like, super fun ones, okay? Like, totally random. Okay. So, what do you think is the goat of food? Like, a type of food. Oh, Mexican. Okay. Solid, I mean, mainly chips and queso, chips and salsa, a bowl of sorts, yeah. rice, beans, like everything all mixed together. Sour cream, guacamole, margaritas, margarita, yeah, Mexican goat, everything, hands down. My, I think mine would be Italian. Also, I know I say it weird. Yes, um, but pasta. I mean, I eat pasta so often. It's like my. It's it's not only is it like a good protein source for me, but it's also like my soul food. It mm-hmm. makes me feel really good inside. I was in LA earlier this week for the Dustin Lynch album release, and Jackie, who works with us here at iHeart. Um, 
on like the iHeart Country side of things. She was there and then my friend Mary and then some people from Dustin's label. We went out to dinner after the show because it was Valentine's, Valentine's night. Okay. And Jackie got us reservations at this place in Beverly Hills called like Olivetta or something. I don't know. But her boyfriend like knows one of the guys that like helped start it. So we get there and she told us beforehand it was the best bread she'd ever had in her life. And I, well, first of all, we get there and it's California <laughs> and we had to have our vaccination card to get in and I didn't oh, pack yeah. mine. Oh my gosh. What did and you And so it was 930 Pacific and 1130 Central. So like calling home to figure out it was too late. Like there's, I couldn't get a photo of one, but luckily again, because she, her boyfriend knew the people. But I stood outside for probably a good 10 minutes trying to figure this out and like look at my phone. Surely I took a picture of my vaccination card and they were not letting me in. But then the guy came out and he was like, is there an Amy Brown out here? I was like, me. He's like, come on in. Like Jackie swore to him up and down. I so wear to you. She's vaccinated, which I am. And I was like, and I just hosted an album release party and I had to get a negative PCR test to do that. But the problem is they didn't give me the results. They just let me. They're like, oh, you're negative. Get right in. I had no proof of negative anything. You're like, there's no proof right. of anything of my Other than like right a now. photo of me with like <laughs> Dustin Lynch. So I finally get in and we get to enjoy it because I was like, I'm going to miss out. They're going to go eat and I'm going to miss out on the best bread in the world. Well, they serve the bread and it is hands down the best bread in the world. So if you ever go there, go get it. And it's Italian. It, it was amazing bread. I don't even know how to describe it. And you put butter on it. <laughs> And it's amazing. I don't know. It's like a weird bread, but like croissant. Okay. Like layers. Yeah. But also bread. Not really layery, not flaky. Oh, with salt. It was so I good. see your face. You're like dreaming about yes, it right now. Because okay. I'm telling you, <laughs> it did not disappoint. But then because Jackie knew the people, we all ordered our main courses. But then, and we ordered like a few appetizers. And I mean, we were hungry. But they kept sending out like all this pasta. Like you need to try this. You need to try that. Like compliments of whatever. So we ate all that literally by the time our main, which we ordered like fish is like our main thing. And I like a salmon and my body needed like some salmon. But we filled up on pasta and bread <laughs> that when our food came, no, no, like no joke. We were like, we, we couldn't even take a bite. It was so disappointing because it looked so good. But there's like nothing we could even do about it. But all the pasta you had was good too. Everything was amazing. Oh. And I think Will Smith's son was sitting behind us. And um, so this is a hot spot. Oh, obviously. I Googled it to see. Well, yeah, but it's new. Okay. And I Googled to see before we went like the menu and like, who, has anybody been spotted there? Because it's like, ooh, who are we going <laughs> to see? Because we're lame and we're like, oh, we're going to LA. Like, who are we going to see? And JLo and Ben Affleck were spotted coming out of there. So, so, you know, I mean, you just know this is so a So if you have spot. a trip coming up, let me actually get the name because I'm telling you just, um, Olivetta, like Olive, um, O-L-I-V-E-T-T-A and best bread you'll ever have in your life. Well, just go I there to get to the bread and then leave. Now I need to take a four hour trip to LA to go have this bread because I love Italian food. Yes. Okay, oh so yeah, you okay. pick Italian. That's the goat of your life. Yeah, so and Mexican, Mexican, which are two great ones. Okay, two didn't mean ones. to derail with that story, but just in case people needed to know where the best bread in the world no, is. No, I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. I like food suggestions. Um, okay, item you've bought on Amazon. The best item. I mean, I'll just name one that I bought at the airport this week, flying home, that is available on Amazon. So does that count? Yeah, it okay. Um, it's the pillow hoodie or hoodie pillow. It was on Shark Tank. They had it at the airport, and it's one of those neck pillows that you fly with, but it has a hoodie attached. And 
it was the only hoodie option at the store. So it's not like I saw it and was like, oh, this looks amazing. It was like I needed a hoodie pillow because I needed I wanted to be comfortable. Yeah. Not a hoodie pillow. I needed a pillow and it happened to have a hoodie. So I had no choice but to buy it. But once I got on the plane and I put that my neck in there and then I put that hood up, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) It's the best invention ever. If I was on Shark Tank, I'd be like, whatever they say, deal. I'm investing. (laughs) You would you You would buy into that. I would buy in. So I'll recommend that. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people travel and need those. Even in cars, I feel like that would be a good thing if you're like a passenger in a car. Yes. And it has a drawstring so you can like tighten the hoodie around oh. your face to like close you in. <laughs> you can be very dark. Your yes. head can just be very dark. And you just chill. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I'm shocked it took someone that long to come up with it. It's true. But every time somebody comes up with something, I'm like, how do we not figure this out before? And every time I'm, I'm shocked that it happens like repeatedly mm-hmm. that somebody puts out a new product. Yeah. So yeah. What's yours? Um, you have one, or you know, you, am I the only one answering these? Oh no, we we up. can do these together. Um, it's actually Mary had posted about this, and I bought it after her. But it's a salad chopper. It's a bowl and a salad. Oh, I chopper. have that too. Mm-hmm. And I love. Listen, I like salads. They're great, but nothing tastes as good in a salad form as a chopped salad. Like eating one, it makes it so much better to it's eat. The goat of salads. Yes, chopped. So that thing has like changed my life for eating salads at home. It's like a pizza cutter, but you roll it back and forth in the bowl and it chops everything. But if you don't want to buy that, you can just to get like a plastic bowl and get some scissors. Like if you have good like cooking scissors. Oh yeah. And then you can just, that way if you don't want to spend money, you can like just chop, 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 chop. But I'm telling you it's so worth money. Oh, I know. Because it's like, I I think it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. And you get to like roll it like you're actually cutting pizza, but really it's healthier for you. So it it works out in both ways, right? Mm So another one, uh, animals, the goat of animals. Well, I can't choose anymore because now that I have a cat. <laughs> so the, ga- the the cat, a dog and a cat. I can't. Don't make me choose. I know. OK, so we'll take dog and cat out of this because those are domestic. So now right? I have to choose my fish. No, a wild one, a wild animal, the oh. goat of wild animals. OK, I'll, oh. I'll tell you mine. It'll help you. It'll help you okay. to think. My goat is a sloth of animals. Oh, yeah, those are cute. I've never seen one in person, though. I got to I got to meet one and hang out with one over Christmas. And it was like the best day of my life because Sydney, the sloth, was the sweetest little thing. Um, And she eats so much and all they do is like sleep and move very slow. And I feel like that would be a great life. Yeah. Right. Well, then I'll go with a goat of an animal that I want to hang out with, but I never have. And that's a koala. Oh, yes. The the black and white koalas or the red panda. I don't care (laughs) either. All of them. Koala bear. I'll take it. That's true. I think they're the white and black one. I want to say that they're almost on the endangered list. Oh, well, then I better get to it. I know. But I think you need to go to China for that. I think that's where those oh, are. Probably right? not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure in that's Japan because my daughter wants to go to Japan. So we might try to go there one day. Maybe. And I mean, you know how my geography and things I are. I want to go so to Australia. <laughs> whatever. You could do, go down under. I don't know if they have pandas. Or down I can under. just go to, I think, Nashville Zoo. They might have some. Yes. I don't know. But yes, those are very cute. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Okay. Um, person you've met. George Strait. Oh, goat. Yeah, that's a good one. For life. I mean, there's so many goats. Mm-hmm. In our job, fortunately, it's wild to think of the different people that we have gotten to meet that I just sometimes am in awe of while they're talking. Like in the studio, I mean, Dolly, Reba, John Mayer, like Garth Brooks. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> like Literally all to, the goats. I mean, so many. But I mean... George is king for me. Yeah. So I feel like that's got to be cool. 
Just when I ran into Reese Witherspoon backstage and yes, I, like, I honestly thought her. that was the one you were going to choose. I know, but it just wasn't. I haven't had like an interview yet with her, so I I hope I'm going to manifest that right now. Listen, um, if you ever get an interview with Reese Witherspoon, I just want to come on for one question about yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. That's all I have. Okay, my entire it would make my entire life. Okay. Deal. That's my only request. <laughs> Deal. So yeah, but George Strait, you? Yes. Um, I think it's Dolly. I would. I think I would typically say Shania, but yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love her, but Dolly just—it was like meeting a magical unicorn. Was Dolly for me because it's she's just this incredible human, and then she's the exact same in real life. And I don't think I anticipated that. You know, you kind of expect that they maybe they won't be as nice in person because you they're so hyped up to people. But Dolly always lives up to the hype every single time. Yeah. So I think I think her. All right, last one. The goat of rom coms. Like we can do this. Have in you the seen route. Marry Me? Yes. It's so good. It is. I love the soundtrack. It's too new too. to be goat, but um the goat of rom com. I mean, all the J Lo ones are pretty good. I like know. um but Oh, we'll do we'll do this in two sides. The, the, the wedding movie, planner. So the movie, uh, the the goat movie of rom coms, and the actor of goat rom com. Okay, the actors like Matthew McConaughey. Yes, same one. Okay, then I'll go. How to lose a guy in ten days. Yes, that's goat. Okay, because um, that one is just always good. Hitch is Hitch rom com or more comedy? I think Hitch would be rom com. It has a lot of. It's I all mean, about that romance. one's really good too. But I'm still gonna go. I'd pick Hitch for just if you ask me goat of like anytime it's on TV, will you stop and watch it? Um, but <laughs> since you're asking me rom-com, I'll go How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Solid. That was going to be mine. But since you chose that one, I'll do Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Because they're both. Another solid. Always. I will watch And the guy is basically like Matthew McConaughey. Yes. But he's not. Except Matthew McConaughey would be the goat of all rom-coms because I think he's probably him and J-Lo are probably in the most rom-coms, at least that I've like seen. They have appeared multiple times Mm -hmm. so I would say them as far as actors but as far as the rest of the goat of various things that we talked about on the show you guys can hear those now I just wanted Amy and I to share some fun ones because it's kind of funny to think about when we're trying to make the greatest of all time in very random categories but Amy Bobby Eddie Lunchbox they all shared you know goat of country artists and Goat of presidents, uh, very no. <laughs> we didn't get political. A, no, not jokingly. Went, went old school presidents. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what happened. Um, so you guys can hear that right now. Number five. Amy, explain what a goat is. Oh, greatest of all time. That's right. G O A T. The greatest of all time. So I'll give you a category, and there are four of us here: me, Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox. You put in the goat, but you can't put in one that someone else has already put in. Okay. Ooh, mm. So there'll be four goats. Okay, cool. Country music artist goats. Oh, okay. Amy, you're up. George Strait. Garth Brooks. Um, I mean, thanks, guys. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> I mean, here we go. You took the two best. But you can. You can be four. creative, dude. Lunchbox. Chris Stapleton. Okay. Johnny Cash could have made it. Dolly. Dolly Parton could have made it. Okay, but I couldn't get Garth out of my mind. You had time to think. Yeah, of- you had. There was plenty. Guys, of- when you go into this, you already know what you're going to pick. And then when it gets taken right in front of you, you're like, oh, crap. All right. Bobby Bone Show guests. Ooh. Goat. Oh, this, this is his own. It's hard. Um, yeah. Okay. Eddie. Uh, Kenny Rogers. One of my favorites. Okay. I'm going to go Jake Owen because he's the best guest pound for pound every oh, time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Amy. Dolly Parton, because that was amazing. Yeah, Every time she's on, she's great. Lunchbox? Man, I'm going to go with John Mayer. 
The one time you had him in here, I've never been so mesmerized in an interview and hearing him answer questions. I was blown away. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Game show hosts. Who are the goats? Oh. Lunchbox. Bob Barker. Oh, man. Best Ed, of all time. Eddie? Uh, Pat Sajak. That's a good one, Will of Fortune. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I'm going to go Alex Trebek, Jeopardy. Yes. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. Amy? Steve Harvey. Yeah, Family Food, good. Very good. Actors. Goats. Amy. Oh, my gosh. Um, Denzel Washington. Ooh, good one. Yeah, good one. Tom Hanks. Oh, see. Now I got nothing. nothing. You looking at me now? Brad Pitt. He's a goat actor. He's a goat actor. You took Tom Hanks from me, man. You could have picked Julia Roberts. uh -uh. Okay. I'm going with Brad Pitt for sure, goat actor. There he goes. Chris Stapleton. (laughs) (laughs) Watchbox. Leonardo DiCaprio. Good. That's a good one. Cartoons. Oh. Goats. Amy. Um, Simpsons. Mm, That's a good one. I'm going to go SpongeBob. Lunchbox? Man, that's what I had. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. You serious? It's hard, right? No, Family Guy. It's oh, easy. Good. Eddie? Looney Tunes. Good one. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Presidents. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hey. You can do hey, that. Hey, just go early. What, Amy? Lincoln. Just yeah, go yeah. old school so yes. it's not controversial. Garfield. Do you know anything Garfield did? No, you know who he is. No. Uh, just heard the name. George Washington. <laughs> oh, here we go. He could have been king, and he was like, "I don't uh, want to be king." Uh-huh. He was also quite the 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 soldier, like the fighter. He was mm-hmm. one of the best. Yeah. Oh, Alexander Hamilton. Have you seen the play? He, won- he, wasn't, he wasn't a president. A president. He wasn't a president. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you seen the play? He it wasn't tells a president. You, in the he play, wasn't? it says he wasn't the president. I meant I meant uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Are we really doing this? What? This this round of presidents? Yeah, you just okay. did. Okay, Lincoln. Okay. okay, I'm Lincoln. Good. Got it. Alexander Hamilton, he wasn't a president? No. He's just on a dollar bill or a 10? Yeah. Okay. He's the one that basically figured out if we owed other countries money, they wouldn't let us collapse. He was the treasurer. Nice. Dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to do one more? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inventors. Ooh. Eddie? Ooh. Thomas Edison. Lunchbox? Steve Jobs. Amy? Benjamin Franklin. Discovered electricity. I guess he invented some stuff. Bifocal. What do you think Benjamin Franklin invented? A kite. Oh, is is that not well, an... He found inv- electricity. So discovering <laughs> electricity isn't like he it, made it work. That's not inventing? Um, I don't, he, he didn't, didn't invent... Like, I mean, maybe... He didn't make the light uh, You know what? Who cares? No, no, that was Thomas no, that Edison. Was, that was... Yeah, Thomas Edison. Oh, I well, got then I got... One. I'll change mine. I'll change mine. Alexander Graham Bell because we love the phone. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's good. Oh. Amazon? I mean, Amazon. Yeah. You want to do uh, rappers? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Rappers. Yeah. Amy. Tupac. Lunchbox. Eminem. Eddie. Snoop. I'd probably go Notorious B.I.G. Ooh, yeah. Biggie. East, East Coast. Uh, I guess. East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> we won't book on the show. Eddie. No, no stop. Oh. Not doing that one. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. 
Eddie was so excited about this one. We had Susie Boggess on the show. She performed. He was the one that was on his wish list of all people to come on the show. And she came on and performed her hit song, Drive South. And she talked about her career and shared some really fun stories about George Strait, Patty Loveless. It was just really cool to hear her look back on her career. And we all know Eddie was stoked for everything that happened. Number four. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Susie Boggess. Susie, how are you? I'm great. The last time we saw you, I, I believe we were all on a Southwest flight. I believe you're right. And I think you were walking through and we were like, Susie! <laughs> and then we ducked our heads because we were embarrassed that we yelled at you on an airplane. <laughs> so that's how we were all around yeah, here. Well, we, like, you know, it wasn't embarrassing to me. It was, it was nice to be recognized. Thank you. We are, <laughs> we are big fans. And on the show, we, we kind of every year go, hey, here's, here's who we'd like to have on the show this year. And Eddie was like, I'd like to have Thanks, Susie Boggess on the show. Yeah, I was somewhere. I don't remember where I was, but I heard your song come on on the speaker. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it brought back so many memories. <laughs> and then I remember I'm like, we met Susie on an airplane and she had her guitar with her. She's got to still perform. So yeah. we, this is really cool. Are, oh, you, are you still traveling around playing a lot? A lot. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I, I think... Uh, I don't know. The 90s folks were having a comeback because a lot of us, you know, kind of started out as troubadours anyway. And um, I've been doing shows, uh, kind of a collaboration thing with Pam Tillis and Terry Clark for about three years now. And I'm just starting to tour now with Kathy Matea, where it's just oh. the two of us, our guitars and 30 years of stories and bad jokes. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That. Yeah, it's really fun. So when you were... A kid? Were you playing at Dollywood? Were you? Was that like an early job for you? Not a kid. Um, no, actually, it was pretty much after I, I moved to Nashville and I was here for about a year singing demos and that kind of thing. And then um, they had some sort of a contest down there when it was still Silver Dollar City, and I got invited for like a three-day stint, and that was right when Dolly was at the park. So then they came back to hear me at Tony Roma's A Place for Ribs, <laughs> where I was playing, and um, and they invited me to, to be their uh, female lead for that opening season at Dollywood. So I was just there the one season, and I got a record deal while I was there. Wow. So Capital Did, came to see me. you get to meet Dolly then? Oh, yeah. I got to open concerts for her. I wow. Mean, she was so wonderful. I mean, she insisted that you choose your own material, be an artist, be who you are. Um, you know, and, you know, you know, a theme park like that, it could you could go opposite. You know, it could go to the place where, you, you know, they have a set group of songs. They want you to sing that stuff. But she was way cool about it. Well, that's pretty cool that you were, because there are a few artist friends of mine that played at Dollywood back in the day, too. I mean, mm -hmm. even Carly Pierce. Right. Played that's at, right. Played at Dollywood. She did. I and know. I know. I've been uh, championing for her for a long time. You know, it, it's fun to see her really taken off, because she's, she's been singing great since she was a little kid. So, when you, where'd you grow up? Uh, Illinois. And so, what was the music? Country music capital. Yeah, what, what, what was like the house scene for you musically? Like, what, what was happening in your house musically? Um, I'm the youngest, and everybody played instruments and sang, uh, but not like a family band kind of thing. Everybody had their own thing. Like, my oldest brother was into um, more of the harmony bands, and then my sister was into singer-songwriters like uh, James Taylor and Carole King, and then my... Um, 
my other brother was into Creedence Clearwater. So I had an exposure to everything. My folks were really into big band. And my dad had lots of eight tracks of country in his car. And uh, I, you know, when I got to be 16, he let me drive that car. So I drove around in that 1968 Dodge Polaro with the canoe on top. And boy, I was super cool because I had Merrill and Buck and... Yeah. What did your family say when you said you wanted to move to Nashville to pursue music on a much higher level? Um, they were really supportive. Uh, I, you know, I have a degree in art, so um, it was the first five years I was just out on my own playing solo guitar and playing ski resorts and anybody who would have me, like supper clubs, you know, biker bars, anything that I could get a gig at, and. They, you know, this is back before we had cell phones. So my folks would get a postcard from me like every couple of weeks or something like that. It says, I'm in Montana and I'm doing this. And <laughs> I had a, a Shepherd Collie mixed dog with me. and But they, they were worried about me, I think. And I think, you know, once uh, they realized that I was serious about it, I was thinking to myself, I have no health insurance and I need to get a real job. So I moved to Nashville. And did you work at a real job while you were pursuing music? Mm -mm. You came and just attacked music the whole time? Yep. And so you're here. Who were the other artists? Because I... You know, with artists, you kind of come and there's a class that comes with you. Yes. You know, when I moved to town... You know, Dan and Shay were here, and they were just cutting their teeth. And so we all right. kind of have come up together. You know, who was in that group for you when you came to Nashville? You know, it was a lot of really greats. You know, um, Alan Jackson, um, Mary Chapin Carpenter, um, Kathy Matea was already established, and uh, Pam Tillis was here. And, uh, you know, we all kind of were running around, listening to songs of different publishers. We were playing songs for each other. It was a time when Music Row was really active, you know, like, you know, we would end up at some bar and then we'd end up at somebody's apartment and play way late into the night jam, stuff like that. It was great. Who was the first person you saw kind of break through that went from just one of your contemporaries to, holy cow, they've got a record deal and now they're making it, that kind of gave you some hope too? Um, Patty Loveless. I, I actually sang on the demo that got her her record deal. And it was like five o'clock in the morning and I'm singing the background vocals to this thing. And then she got, she got to do the album on MCA. And I remember at the end, she actually thanked me on that record, even though... I wasn't on that record. I was just on the demo. But she thanked me for staying up and backing her up and stuff. And, you know, we've been great friends ever since. Susie Boggess is here. Eddie, we, we brought Susie in because of you. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to ask Susie? I mean, I just feel like for me, you know, Garth Brooks is what kind of got me started to listen to country music. And mm -hmm. because of him, I got to be introduced to all you guys. So you I, got to witness the Garth Brooks invasion. What was that I like watching? I totally did. Yeah, because I was on the same label with Garth. Garth and and he was signed after me, uh, so I had been hanging around in the halls for a while and trying to trying some singles and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was it was explosive. I mean, it was totally explosive, and you know because. Um, we were on the same label. Of course, they would they would put us out for doing promotion things together, and um, I've got I've got some great fun shots, you know, from <laughs> just uh, you know great memories of being out on tour with him. And I remember one time at the ACMs, <laughs> uh, 
there was a gal that was trying to get a picture with Garth that she wanted to get a picture with Garth and um and Sandy, his wife at the time, um, said, oh, I'll take the picture. I'll take the picture. So the gal sidles up next to him, and she cut her out and just took a picture of Garth. And <laughs> I, thought, I, wonder, I just watched her do it. I thought, that is funny as hell. <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, awesome. And, and is she going to sing Drive South? Is this what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that what you want? That's what, it's totally what I want. Did, All right. Oh, you, are you, Susie? You are, right? I, w- I will do it. I, okay. It's early. But I I would do that for you, Eddie. Well, did you ever, because I know it's a John Hyatt song, did yeah. you ever get to play it for him or talk oh, to him? Oh, I got to sing it with him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And John was one of those guys that back when I was trying to do, I was like in all sorts of little um, listening rooms and things like that. I was singing his songs back then before I even had a clue who he was or what he was like. And uh, so, yeah, for me, I've, I, you know, I've cut several of his songs. I, I just think he's one of the most wonderful poets in the whole wide world and he's fearless as far as writing a melody and that's why this thing screams all over the place <laughs> Eddie is that it? it? That's it man I want to hear the song All okay. right, all right. All right. here is Susie with her 1992 Smash this is yeah Smash yes. thanks thanks yes. I appreciate that I'll uh, take it here is Drive South <laughs> all right didn't say we wouldn't hurt anymore that's how you learn you just get burned we don't have to feel like dirt anymore the love's not earned baby it's our turn we were always looking for true north with our heads in the club just a little off course i left that motor running now if you Come on, baby, drive south with the one you love. Come on, baby, drive south. That's dynamic. There we go. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Susie. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank I you, guys. love it. Hey, what's? do you have a cookbook? Are you doing a cookbook? I am doing a cookbook. Um, I do a little live stream every Wednesday called Wine Down Wednesday, um, which we enjoy a chilled glass of wine and sing some more songs. And I... Um, I am making a new record and trying to get used to the putting out singles again instead of doing a whole album project. That's kind of new. The um, social media um, way of releasing things is kind of something fascinating to me. When when will we hear anything new? um, Well, I have one single out. It's called Sunday Birmingham. It's just... um, it's a song I wrote about one particular show and the whole night, the 24 hours of being in Birmingham. And now uh, I've got another one coming out in May. So, well, we so. will we will post links to that up on our site so people can go That's check nice. it out. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate we, the help. We appreciate you coming in. Eddie, Thank anything you. to say? Susie, you sound so great. I mean, it's so <laughs> awesome. You've made all my dreams come true. Oh, like, since all I, your dreams. Since every I, single oh. dream. Since I heard that song, I was like, this is what I would love to see in the studio. Oh. And thank you for making well, that happen. Well, you know, Kathy Matei and I are playing at Franklin Theater in April, so you need to come out. Let's go. Come I'm see in. us. We I'm have in. a lot of fun. Maybe do a couple songs. Oh, yeah. It can open. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Join us. We could use a third part. Susie Boggess. Susie, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, clap your hands, everybody. We're Susie Boggess. Thank you, guys.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days like literally i mean who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish but why do it if you don't have to especially when this solar stream elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum uv protection we're talking upf 50 and it has airflow so you don't overheat And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Some big personal news got revealed on the show this week. Abby has a boyfriend, and I'm not going to get into that. Whenever she's ready to to talk about that and share that, she totally will, and we can explore that then. So for now, I'm just going to leave that out there, and you guys can hear the segment where she revealed it after that. But Amy... Since that was like a big life update on the show, I love doing this where we kind of share some life updates, stuff that's going on with you that maybe we don't get to talk about on the show or other things that maybe you're like, oh, I forgot to mention that. Mm -hmm. What's been going on in your life? I mean, (laughs) everything, right? What has been going on (laughs) in my life? I Is the fish still alive? I still have a fish that is thriving. She seems that's to be, a good update. He, I honestly don't know if it's a boy or yeah, girl. Well, his name is Victor. So, yeah, I think he's a male. I think you hope he's a male, right? Oh, listen, I have shared this story before. I had a bunny growing up my whole life. We thought it was uh, she. Her name was Cuddles until she died from testicular cancer. And we found out she was a male. Oh, she was a he. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Update is we had looked at birds um, and we're not going to get one. Okay, so I I really, really wanted one. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I don't need a bird. Um, What happened? It's just going to be a lot of work. I went out to the um, Nashville exotic. I should look it up. Tennessee, East, East Tennessee exotic. uh, (laughs) East Avion, Tennessee. um, Shoot, I feel like I want to get this right because they were so awesome. It's um, it's like a bird rescue, right? Yeah. Let me keep 
you ramble. I'm going to look up. Okay. Well, we I do want to hear about the bird up, update. I will say, Remy and I, an update in our life is we went um, to another retirement home visit, and Remy did great. I swear one of these times I'm going to walk out of there, like, crying because it's such a fun experience. But um, she's doing so good at it. I wish I could take photos and videos to share, but obviously we're respecting privacy. And sometimes the the place we go will share photos and stuff that I can share w- with keeping the, the residents private. But I just wish people could see that so they knew how important going and visiting these people is because it's really cool. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like my dad lived at an assisted living home and they had a dog there, but they would also bring by therapeutic animals. And it was a game changer for some mm-hmm. of the residents. So I think it's cool that y'all are doing that. And yeah. nice, nice filibuster there. Yeah. I looked it up and it is EAST. E-A-S-T is the acronym oh, for okay. Exotic Avian Sanctuary of Tennessee. And so that's Avian, where I... Is w- another word for birds? Yes. Okay. That's the species or... Oh, okay. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Listen. We probably need that information for easy trivia. So... One day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I went out there with the whole fam and it was just going to be a lot. I could tell like this is no joke. And that's why they have so many birds that are there available to be rescued because they were dropped off by people that had, you know, taken on these responsibilities and then realized it was too much. So then they end up at this place where, I mean, and they said, it's just a lot. They're even looking for like volunteers all the time yeah. and um, people to help out. And so I realized like, okay, I don't want to take on that responsibility. If we did, we would rescue one, but then I don't want to return a rescue. And we're just not in a place like my kids are getting more active at school. And that's another update is my son is like obsessed with jujitsu. He might be starting some football stuff. My daughter just started tennis and she's going to do track. She kind of is involved. It. She tries to try out a lot tries to get involved in a lot of different things. And I love that about her, but um, we're just driving all around as it is. And then I feel bad enough for our dog and our cat. The fish is cool. He doesn't really care um, about attention, <laughs> the fish does not need to but be it's walked. like birds need attention and they want to be around people. And then if not, they can get loud and obnoxious and yeah, act out. And like, I don't have time for a naughty bird. (laughs) So we're just not going to do that. Um, It does sound like you could go volunteer there, though, if you guys decide, hey, maybe you wanted a part of your life, just not in your life. You could go out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be an option. It sounds like y'all are busy, so it doesn't really really need that. Probably not going to happen, but other people, they might want to try that out. Yeah. Uh, I Speaking of my daughter starting tennis, it's making me want to get back into tennis. So that's an update I have not really talked about. And I found our rackets the other day in the attic. She had just been borrowing one from her coach because I could not find our rackets. And I found them. And I'm like, okay, now we can hit the courts. We actually might hit the courts this weekend to work on some stuff. And I played when I was a kid. So, and then occasionally as an adult, but like I might need to take lessons like Bobby might do for basketball, uh, which I think would be fun. And my parents played tennis. That's how I got into it as a kid because they played with other friends when they were adults. Like I remember that about my parents being on a tennis league with their neighbors. And (laughs) some of my neighbors actually are on a tennis thing together and they all get together and they make it seem like it's so much fun and it's an outlet. So who knows, maybe I'll, you know, pick up tennis as a hobby. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of what other, I share so much on the show that it's hard to give an, or on my podcast, that's hard (laughs) to give an update that I haven't really 
shared anywhere before. But I do think the tennis one is good. Listen, I Morgan and I have gotten into adult gymnastics. Oh, fun. Yes. I mean, my body is kind of regretting that decision, but it's still there. I I didn't realize how much our muscle memory picks up on things. And I think if you loved it as a kid, why not try and do that as an adult if you can? And if tennis was such a big part of your life, you should absolutely try and explore that again as an adult. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I think it's going to be something that's fun. Eddie is looking to get rid of a piano and I might take it. Okay. For you or for the kids? Both. Mm-hmm. Love that. So Stevenson's been playing on this keyboard that we actually got from Eddie a few years ago. And I can tell he's musical. He's done drums before. Um, but in, again, we just haven't like stuck with anything except for martial arts. I tell you what, or jujitsu. He is at it since we signed up. It is available six days a week and he has gone six days a week. So I we got unlimited package and it's close to our house. So thankfully we can just pop him on over there and he can go. Um, otherwise it would be a little bit more challenging, but it's like, okay, yeah, if you want to go Monday through Saturday, we're taking you. So that's been awesome. And I, I don't know musically um, what he's open to, but since he's played on the keyboard, like I would be open if he wanted to have some lessons and he wanted to play piano. I took piano as a child. I can't really play anything, but like two little things that like, I think everybody can play. And, but who knows, maybe as an adult, I get some lessons and I start playing the piano and exercising my brain in that way. That is an update. We might be getting Eddie's piano. I love that. I have not talked about that. You guys have a lot of like hobby things that are coming into your life. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's better. What I remember during the pandemic when we were all like sitting there and we didn't, we couldn't go out and do anything. Right. And everybody's like looking at each other. Like, I guess I don't have any hobbies. I guess I need to pick up some other hobbies than just like going out and hanging out with my friends on weekends. So I think we've seen a lot of people pick up a lot of new hobbies because they realize my hobby puzzles. I love Mm -hmm. puzzles, love puzzles so much that I created a puzzle. Yes. Um, On shop forward. I think they can still buy it, right? Yes. It's well, four things.com is an easy way to get there because it's a four things puzzle. And it's got, speaking of my pets, it's got Cara and Maggie on it. (laughs) And, but um, no fish. No, fish was not not involved yet. (laughs) If we had had the fish, the fish would have made it. But Maggie and Cara are on there. And then like lots of fun foods that just make, us happy like Mary and I were just trying to make it fun because sometimes puzzles are like not that exciting but there's little hidden messages the main message is it's fine I'm fine everything is fine because I started doing puzzles because things were not fine and the puzzles were like therapeutic but then we didn't want it to be a negative puzzle so we made sure that the pictures on it were really fun and then also there was encouraging messages like doodled um we have like a listener, I guess, and someone we met through Instagram that doodles. Yeah. Her name's Laura. And I think her Instagram is like XO Laura XO. I don't know, but she's super talented. And we hired her to like do all the doodles in the background and drawings that once you put the puzzle together, you see the, the words of encouragement. Oh, that's cool. Doodled in the background. So that's something that, you know, well, I definitely don't talk about that on the Bobby Bone Show, but I talk about it on the podcast. But yeah, fourthings.com um, for well, a puzzle. And speaking of that, like, uh, you know, something the listeners have really loved hearing is like the behind the scenes. It started with Mike and I. We really like dove into what we do outside of the show because it's a lot, right? We There's so much more that happens that people don't get to see. So walk us through like a day or a week of your life, mom duties included, but like stuff you do outside of the show that people don't realize maybe well um 
I see all these burns on my hand. This is from doing Stashira's hair. So we've been, you know, blowing out her hair, but then she wants to wand it like to have beachy waves. And for a long time, she would get extensions or braids in her hair. And now we're not doing that. She's just um, it's a little more natural, but she's wanting to wand it every day. (laughs) And so she'll wake up early before I leave and I'll wand her hair and then she'll go back to bed. So that way her hair is like done and ready for school. So that's what I do first thing in the morning is I get ready, then wand her hair, and then I make my coffee and maybe some toast, and then I drive to work, and then I do the show, and then after that, I normally, that's when I try to knock out any podcast stuff that I have to do, and I have three podcasts a week. So I have the fifth thing, which is on Tuesdays, the four things podcast, which is on Thursdays, and then the outweigh podcast that we have on Saturdays, which is a podcast that's dedicated to disordered eating or eating disorders. And I co-host it with a registered dietitian, Lisa Haim. And then on my fifth thing, my co-host, which I've added permanently is Kat Defada, who's a licensed therapist. And then four things I have rotating guests, like either if I have like I guess it's written a book or someone from the show or a friend like my friend Mary will do it, um, which we talk about Mary often, but she runs the shop forward and um, lives in California. And or my sister will fill in or my friend Chase or my friend Andrea, or my friend Gracie, like really just kind of four things might you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And then um, so I try to get that content t- taken care of for the week and make sure that we're set and under my podcast network. I have, um, my podcast lives under Bobby's network, the Nash, the one where this podcast lives under the best of the Nashville podcast network. But I also have, um, one of my own Amy Brown podcast network and Kat is, has a podcast. You need therapy on that. And Megan Devine has, um, one, she's a grief counselor. So hers is focused on grieving solely and she's, literally amazing if you're happen to be grieving right now I highly recommend that you check Megan Devine out and then Lisa has one but I meet with them at some point in the given day like there's different check-ins on what we need to do there I may have a meeting with Fazio which I'm sure you meet with her and then if I happen to be on social that day I may do some social posts of some sort but I've really tried to limit how much I'm on there just to take the stress away from it because social media can be overwhelming to me. And so um, I know there's things that I still want people to know about and post about. And like if Mary's got something cool at the shop forward or um, like our four things, zipper pouches that are customizable, those just came back. So I posted about that yesterday just to make sure people have links to things. Um, Or I might post something just personal for my house. I don't know. I feel like kind of like your cycles of the month, depending on how you feel. Like, I don't know. I want to do some sort of like study to figure out where I am in my cycle with where I am on how I feel about Instagram. (laughs) Because I think that you are, you're going through different, each week is a different part of your cycle as a woman and where I am with things. And I feel like sometimes I can get on Instagram with ease and I'm like, posting away, what up? And then other days um, I can put it away and I don't want to have to open it for four or five days. And I, it, it just does not serve me. And thankfully, you know, I can do that because some people, they may be reliant on posting all the time And I'm trying to play around with not having to do that all the time. It is an amazing tool. 
and it does help things. So that's the part that sucks. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, of course, I want people to know about something that's going on with Espoir or something we've made to support Haiti or here's a link to this or that. But for me, it was getting it, I, I can't commit to doing that every day. Yeah. And so it's it is interesting, though. But I'm not I was I'm not like getting off of social altogether. Like, I feel like I posted a lot some this week because I was in LA and doing things. And then I don't know, sometimes I'm energized about it. And I'm like, post, 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 going to do this. And then other days I'm like, this is stupid. I have nothing to say and nobody cares. And it's stressing me out and I'm overwhelmed by it. So I, and it's not serving me and I need to be more uh, focused on where I am. Like my family needs my attention. This, I'm not going to use this as a distraction and I, I have to put it away. And so that's my thing for this year is I'm going to put Instagram away when I need to and, you know, post away when I feel like it and don't post away when I don't feel like it. Yes. I think that's very important though. I don't think if, if people don't go through that, I think that's probably a worse off situation. I think you going through those cycles is a good thing. Honestly. Right. But there are some things where it's dependent on Instagram to work. And so then it's just this weird thing of what do you do? And then there's people that literally sure they would love to do that, but they don't have that option. They don't have that choice because they built something that where it requires them to be on all the time. Um, like some of these influencers, I don't know that their accounts I follow it and they make it look so easy. And I'm not a, I don't consider myself an influencer, but I mean, they're just in the, the all day long and they're kill. I'm like, oh, they're mm-hmm. and it seems authentic. And I'm wow, pr- I'm proud, like more power to you. And I'm sure there's breaks that they take that I don't really notice. But in my mind, then I start to like compare myself to them. And I'm like, okay, like I can't put pressure on myself to be that because I also have to show up and do a good radio show. And then I also have to show up for all these other responsibilities and I have to show up and be a good mom. And I have to be the and not that those influencers aren't doing other things and that they're not good moms because they absolutely are. Um, but some of them, Instagram is their main bread and butter. So like, that's where they show up. But like I show up other areas and my number one job is the radio show. So I have to focus on that. And that's where, yeah, my, you got to conserve energy Mm -hmm. and use it in different ways. Just like we were talking about energy before. It's all about that. You got to use it in the ways that work the most for that day and that time being and how it's going to be the most beneficial for your life. Right. Instagram and social media is no exception to that rule. Yeah. So there back to that. I may have days where I'm on social (laughs) and I may have days where I'm not. But then I have to do show prep every day for the next day. And um, there was a season where I wasn't very engaged in that. And I feel like it. I thought I could kind of just post by with that and even like rely on other people like, you know, telling me like, oh, this is funny or do that. And I wasn't very dialed in and it affected how I showed up on the show. So that's another thing I'm dialing back into. But after 16 years almost (laughs) of doing show prep, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you find ways to work smarter, not harder. But then also when you feel disconnected to what you're putting out there, Mm -hmm. then it's not doesn't come off as well. Like I don't I'm not showing up as how I want to. So trying to dial into the prep each day and give it my best and have that reflected. And I, I've made a shift in that and I've seen it reflected on the Bobby bone show. Um, it may not be something that anybody else notices, but I do. And then that helps me and what my, how how I feel that I'm contributing to 
the success of the show. So I make sure I lock in show prep because we have that due every night at 7 p.m. But then my kids start getting out of school at 3 p.m. and then 4 p.m. And then there's the tennis and then there's the jujitsu and then there's dinner. And then there's, you know, bedtime rolls around Mm -hmm. after that. So I have to try to get it done before that 3 p.m. mark because I won't make the 7 p.m. cutoff because then all the things start happening. So that's kind of what I'm. Oh, and then most days I will try to fit in. Um, not every day though. It used to be every day and it used to actually be way longer, but since I've shifted my priorities, since I do have, um, I'm trying to show up in other ways, workouts used to be way more important to me than they are. And I still see them as a big part of my life for my heart health and my brain health. And, but I no longer, um, see it as this like punishment for food or, um, you know, part of a binge and restrict cycle. Um, so if I don't get to it one day, that's okay. That I had the day that I needed to have. That's what my friend Kat says who hosts You Need Therapy. Her big thing is have the day you need to have. And that day, each day might look very different, but it's the day that you needed to have. So on the days that I can get in, a, I do 30-minute workouts now, and I really enjoy those. I do like to do Tracy Anderson from home, and it's just some like little toning type things. And then if I get to walk my dog or go to a park with a friend. I try to fit walks in just to be outdoors with nature. So when I can weave those in, I try to. And some of it is like literally making walking appointments with friends. Like, hey, we look at the calendar and it's like, hey, okay, what about two weeks from today? And I literally have mom dates with other moms that are have adopted children and we bond over that and we walk and we talk and we vent and we get it all out. And then some are with my single friends and we go out and we walk and we talk about other things. And um, But I get it on the calendar. Like, that's another thing that's new for me is calendars. Calendars (laughs) used to not be my thing. And now my calendar is like, if you look at my calendar down to the T, including like even recording with you today, like, or planning this, it was like, okay, I got to look at the calendar and put it in there and like different meetings that I have. And, um, yeah. And then it just, it just flows. That's my, that's what my days look like. That was a really long answer to your question. No, I think it's important though. I think it's important for people to see what you do outside of the show and how it all contributes and how it doesn't always look pretty and how sometimes it's great and how it's hard. Right. And then I, um, I love watching like some of the shows. Like if anybody's talking about something, I try to fit that in. They make fun of me on the show because I'm always watching something while I'm doing other things, but I just make it work. And sometimes I'm not doing anything. I lay in my bed and I'm going to bed. If I'm not reading a book, then I'll throw on a show or while I'm getting ready, Um, In the mornings, I always put something on, especially if I think it'll be relevant to what we're talking about. Um, I try to watch it because what if something happens that I could chime in and be like, oh, I saw that. I saw that. Like they're like little pop culture things now. It's really hard to like stay in the know of things if you're not watching certain shows or at least aware of what's happening on that show if you decide not to watch it. Right. Which is unfortunate because it does mean us spending more time on on TVs, right? And Bobby's like, he's like, you can't, you watch shows like you're listening to an audiobook, <laughs> And like, I don't get like a visual sometimes. And I'm like, hey, well, just doing what I can to In to some get capacity in. you are, and that's what matters, right? Yeah. And, um, but then also I do make sure to take the time to actually sit down and enjoy it and watch it, like whatever I want to. So I do make time for that. For sure. And I will tell you, we got on so many other interesting things, but it was funny that you say that about Instagram and your cycle. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that. I saw on TikTok, and it's probably not Instagram as much related, but I saw on Instagram 
or or TikTok, uh, a girl was talking about how guys and girls are literally on different cycles. The cycle that we live on day to day, seven days. And I wish I could explain this as well as she did, but something to look into because it's so interesting. But guys are on the seven day cycle and why our work days look the way that they are is because of this, this men's cycle. But women's cycle is a 28 day cycle and they're called two different things. And, um, but I saw that and I was like, that's so interesting. I've never seen things that way, but it literally has a direct impact on our day-to-day life is that we live in different cycles Mm -hmm. of actual things that have existed for far beyond longer than we would like to admit. Yeah. So I do think our cycles have something to do with our day-to-day life and likely yes, Instagram as well, but I had never heard that before. And when that happened, I was like, wow, I just got schooled on something that nobody ever taught me. Yeah. <laughs> so something to look into. No, I'm going to have to look into that. But one day I will. Like, you know, they have the Clue app where you can chart like s- symptoms of your mm-hmm. cycle and where you are. Like, I need to like start tallying on this day. I could handle Instagram. <laughs> where was I in my cycle? This day I could not handle Instagram or you know, whatever. I'm sure. I I mean, also too, because Instagram can bring out and not just Instagram, but all social media can bring out so many different emotions when you see things like it can bring out happy ones. It can bring out sad ones. It could the comparison. Yes. There's, there's so many levels to that. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of you follow the right accounts. Like I can get a lot of encouragement from Instagram Mm -hmm. too. Like I love following Mel Robbins. I think she is just, she speaks to me in so many ways. I love following Dr. Becky good inside as a mom. If you are a mom and you're not following Dr. Becky, I think the handle is literally Dr. Becky good inside and her parenting posts, which is all she posts about, but all of them, the tips, the wisdom, the knowledge that she drops in Instagram. I'm like, if I, if, if you told me right now, you could only follow one person on Instagram that would be your one? That would be my one follow. Just as a mom, like I need her in my life. I want her to come live with me. That would be great. I just need Dr. Becky in my pocket at all times um, because she's amazing. So, I mean, social mm-hmm. media can be good. And I think there's a lot of good things happening out there. And it's a great way to connect. But at the same time, like I, yeah, it's I'm thankful to not always have to have to have to be on it. Yes. Even though it is an amazing tool to share about what we do, um, the radio, like we can do it. It's Other just ways. in addition. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, wanting to, yeah, I wish I had the drive to do it all the time. <laughs> I just, I just, I just can't. And that's why sometimes I notice like I'll post and I lose followers. I'm like, cool. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, one thing, don't be looking at that. Amy, I know. Do hey, not um, look at those followers. I know. I don't know. I'm like, well, how? it's just sometimes you like go over to insights, just like check things out, see where we are. And I don't do it often, but I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. 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 <laughs> I posted. Okay, it's bye. like, what did I post? And I popped up in their feed and they're like, who's this girl? But Anyway, if you're listening right now, at Radio Amy, if you want to follow, just, you know. Well, as we just heard, you have already so much going on in your life. So this makes sense that you should not be on social media a lot anyway, because you have plenty of other things to do. Yeah. And I think it's doing, implementing some of that this year. I have been a more present mom and parent um, because oftentimes I would get distracted by my phone. Do I still get distracted? Yes. But also I don't feel as tethered to it because I've made that mental shift of like, I don't have to do this. I don't feel I don't have to grow. I'm not trying to grow my Instagram to be, um, and, you know, 
I've just taken that off the plate of like, because I, I saw it at times, I think before, as like, oh, I need to grow this to try to figure out, but I think I can work on other areas of my career. But yet I still, it's like this weird place because it, it is. is a way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I want that. I want to connect. That's why we do what we do. And that's why I do the podcast. And so, yeah, to be on Instagram and like see DMs and connect, but then it gets overwhelming. So then it's like, what do you do? And then other people are like, well, you hire a social media person. And honestly, I thought about that, but then I'm like, but then it wouldn't be me. Yeah. Then it's also, it's so then it's like, like what do you want? Where, where do you, where, yeah. how do you, how do you juggle it? Where do you draw? Like I, it is this level of disingenuity when people allow others to run their social media. Yes. At a point when you get so high, you can't help it. Right? But and then they make it seem like it's all them. Yeah. And then you feel like if someone wants to be honest about, Hey, I've got this team, then great. I love when artists, when they post something and it's them, it's like they say their name or if it's not them, it says team, whoever, like I've seen it on Brett Eldridge's, they'll say team Brett. And that's how I know it's not Brett. And yeah. then if he, if he, de- if it, that's not there, then it's him. And I love that accounts have started doing that because it does show it's very authentic, right? It's like, this is me. This isn't me, but this is about me. Somebody else is just sharing it. Right. Right. So I think if you can walk that line, I think that's a good thing. But again, I do think that takes away that connected part of social media that everybody loves. And that's connecting with social media has allowed us to think that we can connect with the people in our lives that influence us. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like the, the girl that you love following on Instagram you could connect with her, right? There is this level where you could message her and you guys could end up connecting. Yeah, she commented on one of my posts See? once and I kind of freaked out. Yeah. I would love to get her on the podcast. Yeah, there's, yep. a, I mean, and I think back to like even Mary who, yeah, we, we like everything that's come from that and Pimp and Joy and the shot forward and, um, you know, different things Bobby's even done with Mary, like Texas Forever and like the fundraising that has gone on and the impact the shot forward has had and, like building homes for heroes and um, all the stuff for Haiti. Like I met Mary on Twitter. (laughs) So, and Bobby did too. Like we met her on Twitter originally. And then um, I met her in person for the first time before he even did because she had a desire to go to Haiti and I was already going. And so we met up and we went and did that. And then um, like a lot of good has online is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and but then all back to, like you said, that it is this delicate balance, yes. right? It's mm-hmm. very important to have that balance in your life, but it is also important in a way, if that's part of your career, that you're engaging in the right ways. Right. Again, yeah. back to a balance, though. Yeah. It's all a balance. I know. But that's okay. That's, yeah. you're, doing, you're doing all the right things. It sounds all right to me. I'm not a therapist, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But from the way you've presented it to me, it sounds like you're making some really cool steps in your life, and I think that's awesome. Trying. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course. Well, we we could, Amy and I could sit here and talk all day, but again, like we have found out, Amy has lots to do. Yeah, but I so, put this in my calendar. I know, which I'm very, I feel very proud of, but I don't <laughs> want to take up so much of your time. So I will let you guys hear right now the moment where Abby shared she has a boyfriend. Number three. So Amy said, hey, there's a casting team that's coming to town. Oh, Amy, you take the story from here. Okay, yeah, this one, you don't even have to leave town. No flights necessary. It's married at first sight. And she wants Abby to go on it. We get Abby on the show. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, Abby, technically, she's the single one. So she's the only one really that could apply for this. But we have the casting email. So all we need to do is sign Abby up. Lunchbox, would you be jealous if Abby got on a show? I'd be so mad. Abby, would you go on Married at First Sight if they offered you a spot on that show? Um, well, 
I kind of have news in my personal life that <gasps> Wait, would... you have news? That would not allow me to go on there because I'm not really single, so... What? <laughs> Firefighter? Shocker. Um, wow. Yeah. This yeah. segment took a oh, Here we go. wild right turn. Yeah, good. Okay. You're not stealing my thunder now. Go ahead. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> not a, the firefighter. You no. have a boyfriend? Yes. I actually oh, do. Boyfriend? I mean, what, have you been seeing him for a week? No, it's I'm about <laughs> over a month. How did you meet him? Quick. Uh, he actually lives in Kansas, so back home. Uh huh. Oh. And how how did you meet? <laughs> Instagram. Okay, so lunchbox, stop. You don't have to hop <laughs> no, no, into this. I, I'm just okay, This is Abby. This is Abby and I. Abby, how'd you meet? He did slide into the DMs. Okay, actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I was not expecting to talk about this. So here we. Do you want to pause and talk about it at a different time? Yeah, we can another time. Do you love him? That's a, it's a little soon for that. Okay, I like what I'm hearing. But I really now. like him. I like so. him. Okay, and is he? Are you sure he's real? Yeah, because he came to visit me here, and <gasps> I'm gonna go visit this weekend. Oh my goodness! So. Ready? What? Kansas. Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he's real. Lunchbox, you get one. I see you raising your hand. You get one question. Go ahead. So he's a fan of the show, huh? No, that he did not know me. No. Like before, it, it's com- it's complicated. I'll tell you guys sometime. I promise. Okay, and we're not going to pressure you. <laughs> okay. So you have a seat. And you go back to answering the phones. Congratulations. But good idea, Amy. I would have done that. Would you have gone on not the love at first, married at first sight if you didn't have a boyfriend? I think it'd be fun. I'm up for that stuff, but. Well, that means you have to get married. You understand that? <laughs> <laughs> you do. I'm not She's ready up for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah, she fun. <laughs> All right, Abby. Late breaking news. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Huh. I did not expect the segment to go well, that way. Interesting. Yes, there, Amy. Well, is there anybody we can apply? I just feel like if anybody from the show actually got on that, it would irritate Lunchbox so bad. Morgan just goes to do it for uh, a bit. <laughs> yeah. Morgan, you're still your boyfriend, right? Yes, I am. All right. yeah. I don't know what to do here. We got everybody's in a relationship. Wow, everyone's taken. Dang. Our last single Weird. person just fell to the wayside. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, 
Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. We got a uh, unsolicited email from a listener who decided they were going to rank the show members on their looks. So this was quite the interesting situation. This does not encourage anybody to actually email mailbag at bobbybones.com to rate our looks. I mean, let's just not go into that level of things. But uh, we did talk about this on the show and it got a little interesting. So I'm going to let you hear that now. Number two. We get a lot of emails. We do a segment every single day that's called the mailbag where people mostly ask for advice. But we have a different kind of email here now, rating all the guys on this show and their looks. Why? I don't know. Why, Scuba Steve? What what prompted her to write this? She doesn't say why. She just sent it to the mailbag, and I felt like she's just a bold listener that wanted to talk about the guys in the show. Okay, guys, you want to... Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. Does I, Amy mind it? Amy's Am not I in it? Rated. I think it's She's just the guys. Rated, just I mean, if if every guy is okay with it, if even one of you is like, we, I don't feel comfortable with it, then we pull it. What well, guys she, did she rate, Scuba? Uh, so she rated Bobby, Eddie, Lunchbox, and Ray. Okay, Ray, are you good with it? Yeah! Lunch. I'm not embarrassed to be called a 10. Let's go, dude. <laughs> All right, Let's go. Go ahead. Right. Let's go. Do you want to start from least to uh, most? No, attractive? just read it in the order and, she and, wrote it. And okay. just keep in mind, guys, like looks are relative. Like everybody has Why are you looking opinion. at me? I don't. Because uh, I always look at you. looking right at me. Yes. Yeah, because uh, no. Okay. You think Bobby's going to get his feelings hurt? Uh, no. You think I'm I ugly? Just, <laughs> no. Dang. And I just think in general, uh, I don't like commenting on people's looks or bodies, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So KP writes, Bobby, you're a solid 8.5. And if you lose the glasses, you're a nine. Wow. So if but you can't see. Wow. <laughs> but you won't see if you lose the glasses. Exactly. So you pick. <laughs> 8.5, pretty solid, though. That's about two points higher than I think I am. Anything else about me? That's it, yeah. Okay, who's next? Eddie is next. Okay. Ooh. Eddie, you're a seven. And he'd be even better if he wore his beanie hat. He'd be an eight. He's hot. Watch me tomorrow. Wear my beanie hat for the rest of the year. She wants snowboard ready. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Lunchbox, you're up next. Lunchbox is a 5.5, <laughs> but could be a six if he's a bit nicer and less of an egomaniac. <laughs> I love how six she is your math. I mean, she's penalizing you for your attitude, though. I mean, that's fine. I mean, here's the thing. Did she send a picture of herself? I doubt it, because I'll rate her, and I bet she's not very good. Stop it. Okay, and... And Ray is up last, and Ray, the guy next to me, is an 8.5. Yeah! But with stacked shoes, he's pretty much a 9. Yeah! I love how she bumped everybody up based on if you do this, you will get a half a point. Now, she did talk about the ladies. Do you want me to say that as well? I don't. Nothing mean about the ladies. Actually, not mean. It's pretty nice. Go ahead. So Amy's a 10 just because. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever looked at her? That's Ooh not la true. La. Wow, Amy. Ooh la la. She, not. And, and she's French. Ooh la la. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And Morgan is a 9. If she studied her, her geography a little more, she'd be a 9.5. <laughs> oh. Oh. Geography. Okay. Fair. You is know that, it's fair. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's from KP. Is KP a guy or a girl? 
I assumed a girl. I assumed too. Yeah, she's a loyal female listener. This is her thoughts. Well, if she's loyal, then it's true. Yeah, I'm really on with this. Well, KP, thank you. (laughs) And if you guys want to send anything to the mailbag, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go, guys. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This was first some controversy when Bobby first brought it up. He wants to hire a basketball coach so he can get better in pickup games. And then Eddie brought on his kids' basketball coach, Coach Mike, and Bobby talked to him. So there was a lot that went down with his entire subject on the show this week. But I think a lot of people can relate to Bobby in this situation because all of us are just trying to get better at certain things. And we may be picking up a sport or doing something that maybe we used to do and we're trying it now. And, you know, everybody needs a little help along the way so we can just keep getting better. So listen to both of these before you make any opinions, suggestions or whatever. And you comment on our Facebook page. Um, But it was definitely the most engaged thing during the show this week. So here it is. Bobby and him admitting that he wants to hire a basketball coach. Number one. Let me run this by you. And you can tell me if I'm being ridiculous or if there's something to it. And I will. Okay. Yeah. So... As the weather gets a little better, I'm getting more invites to go play pickup basketball and pretty competitive games. Because it's like out- outdoors, mm-hmm. like three on three or something or no, five on five. Yeah, mostly five on five. Okay. So, and I'm a decent athlete. I'm getting a little older. I get injured a lot, um, but I've never been a big basketball player. Like I never played basketball in high school. Uh, I played football and baseball, but never basketball, but I can still compete and I get, I'm really competitive and so even in the last week, I've had three different people reach out and go, hey, we're doing some pickup ball. You want to come play? And for one reason or another, I've said no. Now, I don't want to go play and be bad. So I've thought about hiring a coach. Hmm. To, <laughs> to go play with friends? No, no, no. To come to my house. No, I know. But you're going you're gonna to train to just go play with friends. Yes. Like but- as fun, for fun. Like, it's not real. Yes, but I don't want to get there and be bad. Like, I want to actually be competitive. And some of the people that are inviting me are really good players. Okay. Well, then. So, guess- would it be weird if I if I hired one of these coaches? Because didn't your daughter? I have someone. I was going to say, if you want her. I do, too. I got coach her. Mike. She's awesome. Wait, <laughs> my kids go to Coach Mike, and they're always needing more kids, Bones, if you wanted to step in. Can no, you imagine I-, I train with the kids? Oh, no. no. She'll that- come to your house. What? My girl will come to your house. Okay, and like cone drills. Yeah, and, she yeah, has What are it her all. credentials, Amy? Um, I don't, like, I don't, she plays basketball. Her husband, I think, was in the NFL, or and her daughter's like 14, six foot tall, and his goals, okay. goal is to be in the WNBA. Like, she's training for it. Like, Is it ridiculous that I want to hire a coach to come out and work with me so I can play and be decent and pick up games? I feel like you probably shouldn't tell people. He just did. Yeah, he just admitted. <laughs> hey, we're out. We're open. Oh. We're honest here. I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, why not want to, in a way, it's like something that's going to make you feel good. Why not do that for yourself? And then you go to the court more confident mm-hmm. and... <laughs> Amy's just struggling to give me yeah, any sort of positive. Trying. Eddie, I think it's okay. Yeah, dude, when, when my kids went to Coach Mike, they weren't <laughs> they're kids. They're kids. And, and, now, and now they dominate. They're really good. And that's only been about six months. Yes, Bones, I think it'll be extremely uh, advantageous. Is that a right word? Yeah. You need to go to a, a coach. Yes. But but, See, but you like Coach Mike. You recommend Coach, coach Mike? Coach Mike's legit, dude. He's really good. And he's, he'll be tough with you, too. Coach Mike's like 22. Hey, if you bounce the ball while he's talking, he'll make you do push-ups. Oh, no. Does, <laughs> does Bobby, though, like, do you... 
<laughs> I'll give him a call for you, man. <laughs> Whatever. Do you? I know you're saying it here, but like, do you let the boys know that you're playing with? Like, no. oh, I don't well, show up and be like, I learned this from a coach yesterday. No, I train. Okay. I work with a coach so I can go and be competitive. Do you you're, think any of these people inviting you are working with coaches? I don't know, and you know what? I don't want to know what they do in their own times, their own business. Yeah. Okay, do Lunch, it. Lunchbox. Let's just say I came to you and said I wanted to hire a coach to improve my rec soccer. What would you say to me? You would laugh me out of the building because you I don't said, think I would. Oh, get out. You laugh at me for playing rec soccer it is. You are taking it way too serious. Show up and suck and take a what? basketball outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just show up and suck and then go out in your backyard, shoot baskets by yourself. I'll do that. But no, I'm no, talking about, I'm saying. I need like fundamentals. Here. But also, what Lunchbox, it? we kind of make fun of the fact that you think you're, like, team captain, but you're really, like, Oh, he got manager. cut from his team. Like, he he, he just got cut from his team, by the way. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, uh, they said they didn't sign up for this season. <laughs> <laughs> he had to join a new team. See, if you would have got a coach, you probably would still be on the team. <laughs> if you get a coach, it, th- th- that is so embarrassing. What's Coach Mike charge, Eddie? Oh, no. th- I think, uh, f- well, I mean, if you, we can group you with my kids and get a discount. <laughs> Probably do 15 bucks for all you guys. I can't. Oh, if you get a coach, oh my gosh. Bobby. And then your coach is going to have to come to the game and make sure you're doing the drills, like you're doing what you learned. Oh, the practice. coach shows up. With a oh, whistle. Like, Bobby, get over here, Bobby. He's recording me to show me tape back. Oh, man. I'm thinking about it. I think no. it'll be a fun project for me, too. Just shooting drills. Yeah. Where to put my elbow? Yes. Oh yes. Triple threat. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Footwork. Dribble so, work. L- let's vote. I'll be honest. Is it ridiculous? Yes or no? No. Yes. Yeah, she said, oh, did you hear her? She said. I said no. I said you, what I Eddie said. Did say yes? Yes. You ridiculous. said it is ridiculous? Absolutely. Wait, but you just. 100%. But Amy said no, so I'm going now. All right, so there we have it. <laughs> I'm on the lookout for a coach to teach me how to play basketball oh again. I just texted you his contact. Let me like. <laughs> oh, yeah, Coach Mike. <laughs> I'm going to ask him how much he is. I wonder if we can get Coach Mike on the air. Well, sure, we'll call him. Text him, see if I come on the show okay, later. Oh, man, well. I want you to work with my coach. Maybe I'll interview them both on the air. <laughs> oh, yes, an interview. Coach Mike just has a funnier name. That's why we went with Coach Mike. Well, and, I haven't said her name. And he's been a coach for years. Oh, wow. Yes, all the kids know him. Eddie's kids basketball coach is on the line. Coach Mike, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for, for right. coming on and, and humoring me for a second. This is Bobby here. And I was talking to them. I think I may need to hire a basketball coach so I can get decent at playing pickup basketball. You know, have you ever had an adult man call you and say, hey, I need basketball lessons and you went to their house? No, I've never had anybody that immature, I mean, that level uh, ever ask me that. But, uh, of course, for, you know, the right price, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coach Mike, what would we work on? If, you, if I was like, hey, you know, I've played and I've, at times I've been pretty good, but I really haven't played in a few years. Like, what would you come to my house and teach me? Well, first of all, you'll have to come to my house, okay, because uh, that's a lot of trouble for me to travel around, so that's part of the deal, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I, I would, uh, since you're older, I would just watch you for three, four, five minutes. I'd watch your sh- shot, how you dribble, and then I would just back all the way up and start from scratch. I'm being told that if I dribble while you're talking, I have to do push-ups. Correct. Uh, exactly. That's exactly right. What age do you usually work with? We usually start with first grade, and then, <laughs> but, but uh, some of the kids that come over are seventh and eighth graders, and oh. we've got all different levels of skills. Some kids are just starting. Some kids are really good, and they just want to be really great. Do you wear a whistle? I don't. I. Um, I, I How much do I need to pay to get years. you to wear a whistle? Oh no! How much extra? Uh, <laughs> 
uh, well, I'll, I would I, at practice. I just say stop, and then they stop. They and listen. I just I want them used to my voice, and that you need to pay attention when I talk. So when I say stop, then everybody stops. So I don't use a whistle during practice. Uh, how, okay, let's let's cut to the chase here, as they would say back in the seventies. Um, how much an hour? Uh, the kids is forty dollars for one kid, thirty dollars for two. Then we keep prorating it down. Uh, for, or $20 for three or four, $15 for five or six kids. Coach, I I told Bobby that maybe I can bring my kids and he can get like a group rate. Is that okay if he joins other first graders? (laughs) And he can dominate a lot of those kids too, I'm sure. I post them up like they never seen. (laughs) But that's for an hour? It's for an hour. Yes. Okay. Well, Coach Mike, does, I, that, does that seem does that seem expensive? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. He's good though, Bones. He's really well, good. If, if you'll if you'll check with other schools and coaches around the area, I think mine is actually very competitive. I think I actually give the best deal in town, just about. Okay. Well, Coach Mike, I appreciate uh, your patience. I appreciate you coming on the air with us, and I'll have a lot to think about here. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, holler at me. Enjoy it. Appreciate it, Bo. All right. Yeah. That's my dude. <laughs> That's Coach Mike. Coach Mike. I'm thinking about going to to get basketball lessons. I'm serious, Bones. I can vouch. I've seen him coach, and these kids get better quick. And he's honest. He's brutally honest. If you're not good, he'll tell you, like, we have to start from scratch. He Dribble has me starting from scratch. Dribble yeah. with your left hand for five minutes, and then he'll go inside and come back. Well, Amy still has somebody she wants me to talk to. She's more than 40. I'm just oh. See, that's what Coach Mike was <laughs> oh. telling you. Best deal in town. But she will come to your house. Can we just lie? Don't I look 12? Can <laughs> no. I just wear, like, really, like, kid clothes and show up like uh, uh, Kramer when he fought karate on Seinfeld when he fought all the kids? Yes. Or Joey when he dressed up like a kid to get an acting role? I yeah. can do that. I can yeah. pull that off. All right. Uh, thanks to Coach Mike. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, this was so awesome. Wrapping it up, Amy, I am so glad you stopped in to hang out with me this weekend. Thank Thank you you for having me. I want you to tell all the people where they can find you, hear you, you know, all the good stuff. Um, Well, you can find me weekday mornings on the Bobby Bone Show. (laughs) Uh, You can also find me on Instagram. I'm Radio Amy. I'm Radio Amy. All the things. All the things. Um, I even have a website. I forget about it sometimes. So RadioMe.com, <laughs> but that's where you can find like my Amazon favorites is linked there or anything like Espoir for things like all the merch that we do with the shop forward. Um, Radio Amy is an easy way to find links to everything. And um, yeah, four things with Amy Brown. It's the podcast and also Outweigh on the weekends. Love that. Check mm-hmm. out all of those things and I am at Web Girl Morgan on everything. Amy inspired me to get an Amazon page, which was really cool. I got oh. very accept- very excited when I got accepted into oh, that. Yay. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, you can link your favorite things that way. Because, I mean, people often ask. So mm-hmm. it's might as well you give like an affiliate link. And it's like, oh, yay, this is cool. Yes, I, I'm all about it. So I felt pretty special when that happened. I was like, Amy t- inspired me to take that step t- to Amazon. So not that I need it because I use Amazon literally every day. Probably more than I should. Um, but yes, you can find me at Web Girl Morgan, all the stuff. Um, trying to make reels, trying to do better at that. And make sure you follow the show at Bobby Bone Show. There's also some videos up at bobbybones.com for y'all to look at, especially that Susie Boggess performance. She killed it. It was wonderful. And there's some other fun videos up there for you guys. Thanks again, Amy. Everyone have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks, Morgan. Bye. This is Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. <laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.